Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and thankfully, returning this week is Matt. Now you know how I felt when Connor Kent came back. <laughs> uh, Connor's here as well, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, the real Connor. <laughs> Hashtag not all Connors. <laughs> not all Connors are created equal. Yeah. Uh, er uh, not or oh dear uh, we talk about comics on this show dc comics specifically coming up on this week's show we'll be talking about batman 64 justice league number 17 justice league sorry, sorry, young justice 2 sorry no wait does it just already i confused myself no. yes, I, man, justice league, young justice. I think putting justice league and young justice back to back in the list has really upset my 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 my, my thought process here well put up somewhere else then well, no, now that I've learned that, I'll do that in the future. But yeah, so Justice League 17, Young Justice Issue 2, Green Lantern Issue 4, Green Arrow 49, Adventures of the Super Sons number 7, and Female Furies number 1, start of a new mini. That is the books we'll be talking about this week. So you can look forward to that over the course of the show. So that's what's, shambles. what's happening. Look, it's all right. You can have a shambles here or there. A little shambles. We're not even two minutes in yet and we're at shambles. <laughs> Shut up. We are we are here to talk about DC Comics. Matt is back. Matt was missing last week. I'm sure we had a couple yeah. of questions for him based on his scores because he gave us all his scores and we were rating yeah. things as going. It was there was a couple of them we went wait Matt gave it what, <laughs> and not necessarily in a bad way necessarily. Yeah. It was kind of back and want, forth. We just so, need you so to shoot. justify things to us. Okay, shoot. <laughs> we'll get to those in a minute. Yes. We'll do, do any news bits first? Any news bits? Okay. Uh, not real news per se this week, although a certain person on Twitter was teasing something. There's my button. Yeah. There he is. Tom Taylor. So yes, Tom Taylor is teasing that he's got a big book announcement coming. It, there was a chance it was going to be Friday, because he said Friday or Monday, but then it got to Friday yeah. and he said, no, nah, it's definitely Monday. So it, it may not be a DC book, but... <laughs> All I'm saying is, better be Nightwing. Well, not if it's still Rick Grayson. He can fix, he can make me read Rick Grayson and care. I don't know. <laughs> no. If, no. Any, if anyone can, it's him. Hey, hey there, there's going to be a book that we talk about later that made me very angry because of of things DC has done. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, and, and it revolves around Rick Grayson. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have think no idea what it. he's on about. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea what he's on about either. I'm trying to think of. A, I have a very loose thing in something, but I mean, well. Oh. No, no, I know what it is. I know what it is. I know exactly oh. what it is. Do I know what it is? You should know yeah. what it is. You're okay, a fool. So it's in one of the ones I read. You're sitting like an idiot, not knowing this. Uh, How dare you? Okay. How stupid no, are I you? I, I do know. Ridiculous <laughs> ginger. Uh, so I saw a guy at the gym this morning with a knife just hanging off a belt. A, he was lifting in like dicky pants. So I, and I just thought that that's the type of person that Pete is. He has had his knife ready to go for Connor. Like... <laughs> <laughs> never know sorry but this this is assuming that you would ever see pete in a gym no i'm just saying he's the type of person that has the knife at the gym because you never know he's he that's his what he does with his words though because you never know when he's have to put you down i'll take that compliment i'll take that compliment yeah. um so, so yeah um so that, that was a bit of news um other than that i mean i guess we should talk about the trench movie that just announced is in development yeah, I mean, if they want to spin off and do like genre stuff within a genre, I think that's cool. I mean, no, like, I mean, if you in a vacuum, you tell me, okay, there's going to be a horror movie about the trench. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that sounds fine. Fish monsters, yeah, horror movie. Yeah, it's like the abyss, but horror. 
Sounds right. good to me. Yeah. Right, I'm cool with that. I think my cynicism here comes from the fact that Warner Brothers have announced so many DC movies, but this one in particular because it's clearly it's clearly just happening because oh Aquaman made a billion dollars. It made more than yeah. all the other DC movies. Oh shit, we need more of that. We need more Aqua related movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quickly, uh, quickly. That was a problem. So fun, fun story. I listened to a podcast called Bizarre States with Jessica Chobot, and they were gifted a haunted mirror from somebody. And they brought it into the office, and they share offices with DC in Burbank. Um, and the guy that they gave it to, who didn't believe in that type of stuff, had like the worst two days of his life. So he blamed the mirror, and then gifted it to DC. And this was around the time Batman versus Superman had come out, right? <laughs> so Chobot fully believes like it was the haunted mirror because once they got rid of the haunted mirror in the offices, Aquaman came out and made all the money, right? So. Which, you look at that series of events, you're like, oh, I can see Haunted Mirror. But then they announce a trench movie, and you're kind of like, oh, no, these are the same decisions that led to that <laughs> So I like how, you know. just even even for like a couple of weeks, Matt was like, yeah, Haunted Mirror, this is completely plausible. Yes, just, I mean, it's, when it's, Superman's involved on the screen, I will believe anything. It, just, it feels like a, a, a rush to do things, I guess, more than anything yeah. else. Not, not so much that a, a trench movie's, you know, a, a bad idea on its own. Like, um, I, I'm, I'm we don't even have a trench miniseries, right? Like, yeah, we never actually have had that. I mean, yeah. if someone's got an idea, then great. But it's hard not to be cynical yeah. given Warner Brothers and what their their recent, I'm, you know, few I'm years have been. Though. I mean, I like Aquaman more than you two did. Um, and if it's if James Wan's involved and he's known for horror, he's I could probably definitely not. See it. Well, I mean, even on a production level, or if he's going to work on the script or whatever, you know, like he's probably not going to direct. But, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was always. I mean, it's funny because we're also getting a hard R-rated Alfred prequel mini or not even mini series. We have hard R Alfred prequel series uh, this summer. Is it hard uh, R? Yeah, there yeah. was an article this week about it. They're going hard R with this. Which makes me think Kingsman, right? Like Kingsman Alfred. <laughs> this I series just... is like conceptually was weird and then there are hints that it's related to the gotham universe because they keep talking about oh we're not going to do any of the stuff they did in gotham and we're not using any of those villains because they've already done that from, and i'm like is this supposed saw... to be a prequel to that show and then you've got paloma faith as the villain I'm like, what what the hell is this from, from what i heard the villain is going to be the grandkids of jack the ripper yeah oh yeah there was a thing about jack the ripper yeah like so i so i i get that you want to like add Alfred's name to things, but why couldn't this just be a movie? Because if you have like like proper English gentlemen versus Jack the Ripper's grandkids, I'm there. <laughs> of course you are. And then you make it Alfred. I'm kind of like, uh, what's this have to do with that man? We're we're you know is, is, is this the universe at all? It feels so cheap and tacky because they're just yeah. they've got a completely standalone idea. They're just shoving some Batman names into it to try mm -hmm. and sell it easier. That's basically me and all it Pete is. are gonna. Tear this down come summer. Who knows? Maybe I'll be surprised. Like, maybe maybe I'll be like have nothing it'll to do with Batman. Crypt on us. Yeah, but maybe it'll just be good for what it is. Maybe it'll just be a good show about a guy fighting Jack the Ripper's grandkids. I mean, uh, you yeah. never know. But, but they're not going to avoid it. It's, it's going to be constantly. It's Alfred. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did we talk about the Birds of Prey footage? Did I miss that last week? I know. We never actually did. Really, no. We didn't really bother because it was like twenty seconds of some. No, it's a quick glimpses of things. But yeah, but it seems like we're just getting scattershot DC stuff. Like, 
kind of what I wanted them to do at the beginning where mm. stuff really isn't connected anymore. It's just they're standalone. Because you have that Joker movie, which might not be a Joker movie now. Like It's definitely... I mean, the Joker movie is definitely a continuity. That's separate. Yeah. Whereas everything else is still in the same world, theoretically. Yeah. I, so except just... we're doing a new Batman movie without... Uh, with our athlete yeah. like that which is pretty much confirmed now no it's confirmed yeah. it's not pretty much as confirmed yeah matt, matt reeves right. has been talking about that since he got announced for it that affleck probably wasn't coming back like they were in talks with him they confirmed that, that last week like... uh, affleck's out yeah he's yeah. definitely gone yeah so so it's like okay that's probably not continuity now which i'm okay with because again i can read comics that aren't you know, all connected. Yeah. That are no, I'm saying this is a good thing. Throw the shared universe yeah. out the window. Just yeah. do standalone films. Shazam's not going to be connected, I don't think. I, from what I hear, it is, but not in the way that you think. So, yeah. you know, there was definitely know. like Batman and Superman symbols in the trailer. There's definitely yeah. it's definitely existing in the world. I, I believe Batman and Superman may exist in some form, not, or at least no. I don't. I don't think it's the BVS versions. No. So, I don't think they'll see it as there isn't. I think it'll yeah. be left so that it could can be, but they won't necessarily. Either do it. And when, yeah. when you say, "Oh, there were those symbols in there," I, I can't remember them in the trailer. Were, were mm. they just like? There's like, a Batman. No, it's, it's Batman symbol from BVS. It's the exact yeah. symbol. Right. Okay. Which is also the Dark Knight Returns symbol, though, too, which looks dope. Like I can't fault them for using it. It's not yeah, my favorite. That, that, that was never a problem with the movie, though. Was, it's not my no, favorite. The, the, the design of, of Batman yeah. was never a problem. No. Yours were too short. And sure, but that's that's just taste, right? It 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 wasn't a bad suit. It was a bit too bulky for my liking. It, it, it felt like it was kind of hulking around a bit. Which is kind of the the Miller version of Batman. Yeah, right? he's yeah. big and bulky. So either way, this, this I'm feels just... like taste rather than like oh no, it's it's doing something wrong. Yeah, that wasn't on my top twenty five of what was wrong with that. movie. Well, it wasn't in my top twenty five of what was wrong with that movie either. But this has been I liked it. You know, there's a lot of things wrong with that movie. <laughs> hey, wait, Pete, how many times have you seen it? Once. I'm stupid and I've seen it twice because I haven't watched <laughs> the director's cut. So, hooey. I'm I'm grateful that we've run out of time to fit that in next month. That's true. That's true. We're, we're doing a lot of Batman movies for Influx over the course of March for for Detective One Thousand. Did you guys do like, the we'll... animated? Uh, no. Nah, no, not not for this. We, we, we've done some of the animated movies in the past. Yeah, no. He was like, oh, at the end, we'll do BBS Extended Edition. I went, I don't think so. He's yeah. like, well, well, we'll fit it in. And now we've just kind of run out of time. No, it's not happening. Did you guys do Mask of the Phantasm? No, as of yet. But we're, do, we're doing the animated okay. series gradually on television for the multiverse. So eventually okay. we'll, we'll do that at the end of that. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. I, that's what I need. I need. Have they really set on blue yet? They have. Yeah. Yeah, a while ago. Okay. It's in the box set with I, the, the show. I, need, yes, it is. I don't want the box set. I just want the... Well, you should get the box set because the box set is excellent. I'm sure, Connor, but still. Monies. Just, I got to pay, screw, screw I got to pay for a house. No. Who needs a house? Just, li- just live under the yeah. Batman box set. <laughs> young listeners, don't grow up. Stay young forever. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Responsibilities so... suck. Yeah, but yeah, Birds of Prey, we don't even talk about it. You went on a tangent there for some stupid reason. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, like, it feels like, yeah, sure, Margot Robbie is that version of Harley Quinn, but it feels so detached from everything else we've seen. Like, I, it doesn't feel like that's the same universe as Aquaman. Joe, it's funny. Know? I was just compa- complaining a couple of weeks ago that there's not enough, like, proper teaser trailers anymore because Ghostbusters had, like, a proper, like, here's an announcement yeah. just to say this exists and we're not even shot it yet, right? Yeah. 
And I think it's funny that just a couple of weeks after that, this Birds of Prey thing comes out. And I'm off two minds about this one, because I, I don't know if this was the best first glimpse of these characters, because it kind of felt like they were in just street clothes, and it was like... This feels like a like a costume and makeup test that they just happened to film mm-hmm. and thought we'll just we'll just edit it together and put a I, thing. I think yeah. I think um I I'm not too bothered about the street clothes versus costume. If that's what this movie is, fine, I'm okay with that. Uh, as a tone, like it had a tone to this teaser, like you know it had a mood. I'm like okay, that's that's giving me something without giving me anything else. It's giving who's me who's directing this? Oh, I can't remember her name. I remember. <laughs> But, but it's definitely someone that hasn't been touched by the DCU. No, it it, it right? looks like it yeah. has a, it, its own yeah. sense of style and it's doing it's, its own thing compared to, you know, just the blandness that a lot no, of No, I mean, it does. I, I don't know if it's necessarily the style that I associate with Birds of Prey, but I mean, we'll see what it does. I mean, I'm, I'm, st- I'm, I'm, I'm still solid. There's no babs. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I, I'm not going to get over oh, that. Right. That, that, that's, no, that's a fair gripe. I get that, you know. that's. I'm over that already. I was not doing Superman without Lois Lane, or... I don't think it is. It kind of is. It's not. All I know is I get married Elizabeth Okay, fair enough, Connor, you're right. It's like, it's like doing Superman without Superman. It's definitely No, it's more like, like doing it. Justice League without Superman. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, he showed up eventually. He showed up eventually. Yeah. So it's directed by Kathy Yan, who... There you go, that's uh, right. I'm looking... Yeah, I, I don't think I was familiar with any of her works last time we spoke about it. No, I'm looking. Done some shorts. She produced a movie called Dinosaur Rider, which I need to see. Of course you do. Yeah, of course I do. So, yeah. It's, I don't, I don't it's know. a Matt Tyler movie. It is. If that was a profession when I was younger, that's what I would have aimed for. <laughs> Mm. I like how you said that as if it was a profession now, but it's too late for you to get into it. I, I, I think just go back to the, the the street clothes thing. I think what bugged me about it is it was Huntress specifically, who's just wearing like a hoodie, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, if it's going to be a street clothes, just be a street clothes. Don't don't do this thing where it's kind of becoming the costume. Like I it just it piss, it's like Raven and Titan. She has the hood, like her hoodie has the pointy thing, and I'm like, no, you you do street clothes or you do the costume. You don't do this weird. Like thing where the, the street clothes are kind of becoming the costume. Ra- Raven's yeah. hoodie. It was. It was just. A, it was a licensed Assassin's Creed hoodie. Shut up. Just happened to be. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, one of my friends told me I need to just watch the last like three episodes of Titans. I uh, don't bother with the the rest of it. So I don't know. I don't know Basically, no, no. Watch up to Doom Patrol and then stop. That's <laughs> no, my no, advice. There's one or two fun ones in the middle. I, I don't know if I agree with yeah. the, the, the last few. And I think you have to watch the Jason Todd episode just to bask in how accurate they got the character because you want to you want to kill him with the crowbar as soon as you meet him and it's like yes they nailed this character. Yeah. I need I do need to sign up for this DC service, especially when I heard there's comics on it. You yeah, know, they just like, added a bunch more, so I mean it's, it's um, getting better. Um, I Young Justice is great. Young Justice is great, and Doom Patrol's looking good. There was a teaser for Doom Patrol this week, and it's looking kind of nifty. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm usually down with whatever Alan Tudyuk does. Yeah, so. yeah. Ah, uh, Peter just got my pick for Overload. Oh, really? What's, what's your pick? Announce yeah. it in the show. Go on. I'm gonna announce it now. We're, we're gonna do a Knight's Tale. Sorry, Heath Ledger. Well, no, we won't, okay. no. It'll be in the vote. We may do a Knight's Tale, depending on well, what Peter's vote that's for. Well, that's my pick. Okay, is, that's yeah. your pick for the next vote. All right. There we go. What's well, Pete throwing against that? I don't know yet. I'll think about it. Oh come it. on! See, this is this is the the odds I have to come up against, like John Cena every time. That's a bad analogy because he always wins. <laughs> uh, 
is I get to do a pick, Connor, and then Pete decides to pick after I've made a pick. <laughs> and so I, he I gets a like, bead, you know? Just to be fair, Pete should announce the competitor here and now against Matt's just come up with it spur of the moment. Pete should as yeah. well. I don't, and I don't it's have like, spur okay, of the moment. The that was spur of the moment. It just popped into his head. I didn't say it was. I said I don't have one spur of the moment. Well, oh, it's, got, think of one. it's got Paul Bettany as Jeffrey Chaucer. Oh, man, this is yeah. a good pick. <laughs> I don't watch it in a while. I've not seen it still. If, if Pete doesn't come up with one in the next like ten minutes, I'm campaigning for Matt to win this month. <laughs> uh, this might not work out though, Connor, because it might end up not like fourteen year old me might have loved it real hard, and and thirty three year old me is kind of like, man, you're dumb. That happens a lot. Well, you'll find out soon enough. Maybe I do like a, an absurd counter pick. Oh, where where does well, he like, go with it? We, I, I threw in Twister and he threw in Speed. Yeah. So they were the same same director, same era, but wildly different movies. So, you know. Hey, it worked. I won that month. Yeah. yeah it so worked. Uh, is, is, he, is he off to find a movie? Yeah, I think so. It's that or it's Cats. It's He's cause... so good because, like... It's Cats. You go look at what Tajik's been doing with Disney and, like... There's voice acting, and then there's what he does, where he's the villain in like the last five Disney movies, and he's well, great in all of them. Yeah, and they're all different. You're never like, oh, that's Alan Tidyik, mm-hmm. unless you know, you know? So, yeah. like, like in, in Frozen, he was Duke Weaselton. Yes. He's a great voice. And, he, he was, uh, yeah. he was uh, Green Arrow for a while, right? On, uh, I think so. On, um, did you do Injustice and some other stuff? I think that was him. I think, I think so. But yeah, he's he's all over. I mean, he's my favorite character on Firefly, so. There was a leaf yeah. in the wind, Matt. I know. How does how does how does Joss Whedon washes? Or I just met, ruined the joke. He, he he washes it, and then there's that image from Serenity, and it kills me every time. Joss uh, Whedon, you say? You mean the creator of the hit television show uh, Buffer the Vampire Slayer? Uh, Thanks, Matt. Mm-hmm. So easy. do that for Matt. So easy. I know. It's so easy. So Matt, do you, want, do you want to defend some of your stuff from last week? Before yeah, we go ahead. Oh, oh right, well, well, we got one, one bit of uh, kind of news. I want to oh, mention. Oh, oh, there's more news. Yeah. Okay. I, I just want to mention. I just want to mention Gail Simone start, sparked a war on Twitter the last couple of days. Well, th- hang on. You, you. I know the one you're on about. It's the wrong war that you're concerned about. Because she has started a whole thing about tea that, frankly, she has finally crossed the line. Oh no, that, that's fine. I don't care about any of that. Wait, I need to know about the tea now because I think the way Connor drinks tea is just terrible. So she she is she is spreading filthy, dirty lies that about? the Brits make their tea using a microwave, and I will not stand for it. This is this is slanderous. Can can I say one of my favorite Mario moments was calling you stupid for not using a microwave? <laughs> Do you know what? No, make... I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. It's a well kept secret, but Gil's right. Gil's right. British people use a microwave to make their tea. So, <laughs> Pete's never made a cup of tea in his life. Here's I the have thing. to. I, make tea, I do it like I twice a year, but I do. I, I have a tea kettle. I use a tea kettle and tea bags. I do have some loose leaf, but I haven't, I haven't broken into that yet because I can't, since the move, I can't find my tea infuser. So, yeah. need that strainer. You know, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I use a tea kettle. So, the proper just, way. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, get, I don't want Asian ones. Buttons on Twitter. And uh, usually I'm okay with it. But the more, the more interesting thing, though, is she started this war where she's trying to get fast food places to pick a comic publisher that thinks the best. Uh, we've, we've got various... I think... Who, well, who, whoever runs Wendy's Twitter is, like, all-timer. Because 
they've done this with wrestling too. Like they've openly talked trash and started wrestling feuds on the internet <laughs> by doing the same kind of thing. So they're brilliant. Yes. But it oddly culminated in a photo just earlier today, I think it was, where <laughs> it was yesterday. It was it yesterday before he went to bed. Yeah, yeah, it was it was Dan Didio and Jim Lee in the in the DC office. One it was Didio had a Burger King, he had the crown in his head, yep. and then Jim Lee was eating <laughs> at McDonald's. Yeah, just when I think I like cursing at Didio, I see him with the paper crown on, and I'm like, how do I hate this man? He looks like Jughead, like, 40 years from now. <laughs> oh, dear. Just... Yeah, and Lee's eating McDonald's, he's got a Big Mac, and, and the McDonald's cup shown prominently, and that just, yes. that's the type of stuff I love, like... I uh, I saw on the on the the Wendy's account, you know, they they went oh Marvel, and someone uh, went oh you'll just say that you're just jumping on the bandwagon because of the movies, uh, and and the person on the account went oh you want to go there, uh, <laughs> let's do this, and they, were, and they were like look here's all this shit I've read and like, and it was like okay shut up, yeah if that's your preference and you can defend it awesome, like I will talk to you, but if it's just because of the movies, I run into this a lot with with kids I work with when they find out I like. DC, they're like, yo, those movies suck. And I was like, you're correct, yeah, but <laughs> let me tell you why I love DC. Listen, you know, round like... children, gather around the campfire. <laughs> yes. Old man Matt's going to tell you a tale of yeah. the infinite crisis. There's, yeah, there's an infinite <laughs> crisis, and there's a crisis on infinite Earths. And then they get confused and stop listening. And then the principal comes and is like, leave them alone. They don't need to hear this. There's a crisis on the horizon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, well, I think Matt should just go around his school and change all the light bulbs to red lights. How do you know I haven't? Have the red get. skies are coming. Uh, <laughs> all right, what were what the things we wanted to ask Matt about from last week before yeah. we get to this week's books? So, have you got the scores that he gave you in front of you? I can, uh, I can get them. I, I, yeah, I have them. Uh, not okay. safe. Wait, what's that hockey score? Going oh, from boy. memory, I feel like he uh, gave Justice League Odyssey a relatively reasonable score and me and pete were both not too hot on this issue um um, um let me defend myself by saying i was half asleep when i read it well oh, pardon me i just that probably me. helped hmm. yeah God. yeah i give it a seven shambles i know <laughs> i give it a seven i always hold them I back read... but that that slipped that yeah. slipped out i just slipped out yeah, so which I mean, I suppose on the Matt scale, the seven's quite low. Yeah, but you gave a but... lot of things to seven last week. We, we, I was yeah. debating that you had a really bad week because it was all sevens and seven point five. Yeah, yeah we, we weren't sure if you had a really bad week or just when you were having time to think about it and you were writing them down this way, if you were more reasonable. Oh yeah, his That's Detective Comics score was a little bit in the harsh side, five point five. Well, it was because that issue sucked. For, I for, hated that issue. For for a Matt for a Matt score, five point five is pretty. Which yeah. actually, that reminds me, Matt, you said on Twitter that there was an art thing that yeah. took you out of it in Detective Comics. Oh yeah, yeah, what yeah. So, so Batman uses his stupid ear things as a projectile, oh, and they're up. gone. And then you turn the page. Like in their back, and no, there's no no, Matt, no there is no. There's, he's got it in his hand. He grabs it the, the page before. I, yeah, I think there is a problem. There is a bit where he so he shoots into the shark, whatever it is, and then you yeah. see a panel where he grabs it and it's in his hand, and then the next panel it's when they're going up the chute to escape. It's just back on his cowl, like yeah. it's reattached. But they show him grabbing it, which is more than I would have thought they'd have done. So you know what? I'll yeah, give him some credit. Well, I didn't see hand. that. I didn't see that, but it took me out. And then all the other things, I'm just like, I this, Tomasi, what are you doing, man? Like this, 
there's because Batman, and then there was that issue, and I'm just like, ugh. You were kind of in the middle between with Justice League because Cora was giving that like a nine, I gave it like a six point five. You were I the annual? Yeah, yeah. you were at a seven point five. I really like that story, um, but it played it played to my strengths, you know, the whole secret history mm. thing and and whatnot. Yeah, um, he, I he thought it got just way too expositiony and kind of hated it at points. Yes, no, which I I understand, but I yeah. liked what was in that exposition. It was it was a lot of like we disagreed too on on the Hawk issue of Justice League. When they were on Thanagar Prime, mm. it was along the same lines. Um, uh, really loved Wonder Woman. That that, that goes without saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, that Flash Annual. Yeah, Flash Annual. Heroes in Crisis. While there were some good beats in there, I still feel the story is it, it's not giving us enough. Like yeah, that was that was a there. a lot of where we came down was yeah. There's a great um, reveal in terms of the yeah. story finally, but. We're halfway through and we're only just getting to that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, although I do love that opening page with with Booster and in blue, just kind of sitting in a bachelor pad, like, I thought that was cool. And like the tones really set. But as for this mystery, like Connor said, we're half through, and I don't feel like we know any more than from issue two. You know, like it's just slowly trudging along. Um, well, so just just Justice League Odyssey. Um, mm-hmm. Me and Pete were not big on. We we kind of felt like it was. It's it's kind of lost the direction. It was just like it just yeah. kind of goes through the I motions. I think that's my last issue. I think I'm, I oh, don't really? need it anymore. Yeah, you rated it higher than both of us, but you you dropped yeah. it. Yeah, because I said this as well. Because obviously it's it's Abner next issue. Yeah, and I went. I don't even know if I if I need it. Um, it went from being one of my most like anticipated. Oh my god, New Justice! Like this is going to be awesome. I'll I'll try to, up this next issue, but like it, it doesn't. Like yeah. I said last week, though, this is the sort of book that's on this sort of fringe where if we weren't doing the show, I'd probably not motivate myself to if, read it. Yeah, if if I had to choose between that and Titans, I would take Titans in a heartbeat. Like, save I, one. Sadly, so would I. Although, Jessica yeah. Cruz could join Titans just so we could still have Jessica Cruz. On yeah, you're a Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Well, well no, like, Kyle can stay as well. Addition by subtraction. They're my two favorite lanterns. So they can be together. It's fine. Thanks. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, JLO was, oh man, I want to love it because of Cyborg, not Cyborg, also, Matt of al- Starfire. Starfire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt almost went into my uh, diplomatic immunity voice there when he went, sub- sub- addition by subtraction. He almost yeah. did it. He did, didn't he? But so, uh... Diplomatic immunity! Yeah, the, the Flash annual made me feel things. Mm-hmm. But, and they both, so my, my it came down to my, my moment of the week, came down to Wally. And I just, I legit fist pumped when Booster says what he yeah. says at the end of that. And yeah. it could be total nonsense, judging by what I read later in this week. Um, so, you know, but it came down to that and, and the um, the uh, Iris scene in, in the Flash Annual. Because mm. like that, oof, man. Oh, yeah, Iris scene was great. Anyway, yeah. uh, so let's, let's talk about this week's books then. So we'll go yeah. to this week's books. Yeah. So first up this week we have Batman 64, which is actually the start of the crossover that Joshua Williamson's writing. So it's Joshua Williamson writing with Gillum March, unfortunately, on art. So <laughs> I will say this was better than the last Gillum March art that we were subjected to in Justice League. Um, I will agree to that. However, there's at least one. There's, there's, there's one page that stuck out to me more than that. There's a panel of the Flash like standing, like full body. And his shoulders and like his stance was just like, what's what's this proportion? What's happening I, here? I hate I hate every time he draws Batman. What is this hunched over with the neck thing yeah. that he does with Batman all the time? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Batman's oh. a gargoyle. I hate it. 
I, I, it, it is technically better than than when he was on so, that Justice League issue. What's but I hate it. What's what's weird about this is like we know that Williamson and King are working together a lot. Like they're two of these modern architects of of the DCU, and it just feels to me like he's 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 understanding emotion on a different level than King right now with with this story, because I, I'm getting more out of this crossover in from from fallout from heroes in crisis than i am in heroes in crisis you know and i and i want to chalk that up that it's williamson and not king well i mean like, you, you've got you the know? flash angle to base this on as well so you do have some that too yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that too i just 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 to give it to the worst art issue at the moment before it was so i can get out of the way is yeah, the ahead. uh the double page spread with the flash museum mm-hmm. yeah uh wally's leg that's running forward you know the you know the big statue Holy shit! It's awful. Like, I I don't understand how you get that bad to, for a for a statue. It's a really big thigh. It's yeah. huge. It's a really big thigh. Yeah, I don't even know what to say other than that. <laughs> like, what's going on with his chest? Like, it is short. Like, what? None of it makes any sense to me. No. No, it's just when Flash catches the batarangs and there's the following page. He's just sort of holding them there. His stance, like his shoulders, he looks like he's wearing like a, you know, the, the, the American football shoulder pad thing, the big. Yeah, <laughs> he does, and he's got really skinny knees. Yeah, it looks like he's, it looks like he's wearing that under his suit uh, somehow. I will say, if you, if you go back a page, look at Batman's face as he's throwing the batarangs. <laughs> it's just comical. He looks like a bird. Yeah. He looks, he looks like Hawk from Hawk and Dove, almost. He does. Oof. That's the worst thing you could ever say, Pete. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. I struggled with this issue, even though I think the writing is is perfectly good. Yeah, and there are a lot of ideas in here. I like. I really struggled to get through this art. Like it was. I was not this, bad. This took me more than twice as long as a usual issue. No, I mean me. I I can still uh, get get through a bit like this because yeah. if the writing's good, uh, the art is garbage yeah. though. I will happily say that. Yeah. yeah. No, I just uh, we've been over this. I can't do it. I can't get over book, uh, books where the art's this bad. Obviously, the flashback with uh, Wally and Dick. Uh, yeah, that's what I was alluding to yeah. earlier, yeah. where I'm just like, you a-holes took one of my favorite things with, with Wally and Dick and have completely ruined both characters. So, thanks, DC. Yeah. So, here's the thing. I So, the big reveal in this, obviously, there's a little tease that Batman's been doing autopsies and whatnot and Wally and yeah. so on and so on. Um, and, obviously, I still think the whole... Like his body's five days older than it than it should be. He's still yeah. going to be a factor. But here's the thing. So so the end of this actually does tie into the the ongoing Batman run as well as well as what's happening with yep. flashes from Heroes and Crisis because it turns out there's an attack on the Central City, the, the Flash Museum, and it turns out that it's Gotham Girl, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. They're bringing this in. The fact that she's working with Bane, she's up to stuff. And I'm okay. Um. So was it just me, or did Gillan March draw her more like Harley Quinn? Like I'm, I'm thinking of these panels where yeah. she's like skipping. It's, it's, yeah, no, it is. It's all in the body language. She's skipping yeah. towards the camera, as it were, and smiling as she's. And it just. Which, she, the last time we've seen her, she was very dour. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Not counting her appearance with Bane, the last time I remember her properly yeah. was at the end of that first arc, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was that, no, 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 no. We know we've seen her with Duke. Yeah, with Duke. That's that's what I'm thinking. No, 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 no. The last time we seen her, I think, was with Batman when he was deciding to propose. Was it? I think was so. It? Remember, it was it was all up in the big spire at the top of the Gotham, and he was talking to Gotham Girl about what he wants in life and things like that. 
I'll have to go back and look. That was a bit yeah. later, I'm sure. I'm sure that was later than... Fair enough. I, I, I don't remember when that was. I, I, I just remember the stuff like setting up her relationship with Duke, uh, which yeah. obviously we Duke. never touched on again. Duke's yeah. got a box, Matt. He plays music on it. Wait, what? <laughs> he said Duke, not Duke. He's mocking my accents. <laughs> Multiple um, accents? I thought, I thought I missed something. That was a singular accent. <laughs> I'm sure you said accents. In, anyways... Um, <laughs> Does this just feel like an afterthought? Like, so we knew that there was going to have to be this break. And now I just feel like King realized he hasn't planned anything for Gotham Girl since. And so he told Williamson, like, hey, hey you yeah, just do, this one? do something. Yeah. Now, I, th- I think he probably, like, when they first thought that, we're go- that he was going to co-write this or whatever, I'm sure this was still going to play into Because g- given that King's writing Heroes in Crisis, I feel like he probably yeah. did have this relatively planned. If anything, well, I, I, talk- I can I can tell from from Batman in it because this, this is the I like seeing how de- like not detached but how affected by everything Batman is because he's yeah. like he's mentally not there which is not him. Yeah, so he's, he's missing like, things. Yeah, he's he's at so he's, he's at a low point here in this book. Something that bothers me a little bit in terms of its his release schedule is so obviously this is all set before Nightmares. Yeah. Why didn't we just release it before Nightmares? I think it has to do with that's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like maybe thinking this isn't the original plan. Like this is called on the fly. You know what I mean? Like, I mean unless unless in the last couple of issues we get into stuff that is uh, playing off of what we learned in the last issue of Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If anything, it's probably going to tie into Heroes in Crisis a bit more, and that's why it has to be here. Um, so I, I don't think it's necessarily something on the fly. I feel like this is probably the plan. I, I, I don't think the plan was for Williamson to write this all himself. No. I, I think King was originally supposed to write some of it, but he yeah. instead, this is what they're doing. I feel like th- this is what the plan was for Gotham Girl. I think, and this is mainly the art, this does not match any way that Gotham Girls has ever presented herself, ever. Like, it doesn't feel like her nope. demeanor. It doesn't feel how she talks. It doesn't I mean, feel how she... I, I, I think it's in the writing as well, to be fair. Like, that panel at the end where she's skipping in, it's like, oh, the Flash is involved now. It's really jovial and excited about it. And Yeah. That, that said, we could learn about what she's been up to, and it's completely broken her. Yeah, I mean... You know what I mean? This could be intentional. This is, this is the only time, though, that it feels like more like a King thing, where it's intentionally making you go, wait, this isn't right. What's going on here? Um, yeah, because King likes to do that. So I yeah. feel like I can still feel his plotting kind of seeping in here a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So, but no, I I love the the relationship between um between Bruce and and um Barry. Um, I kept wanting to say Wally, and that's just because my brain. <laughs> he, he's my Flash, but um, but yeah, the relationship that's there, and then you get that flashback of the two boys and like how they've you know their best friends. So it's kind of like when your kids are friends, you gotta kind of be friends with that, with the other parent. That's I, I like that. And then all that they went through with the button, and now they're yeah. at this point, you know. And and Bruce holds himself responsible for Wally, because you know this was amongst his idea, and he kind of talked Barry into having him go there, you know. Uh, so I'm liking all of that stuff. Yeah, but both Bruce and Barry are being a little unlike themselves. And the Justice League, yeah. that's kind of the purpose of having that scene with the Justice League at the start, yeah. is that all of them are kind of noticing that they're not quite being themselves. And yep. um, Obviously, tensions are kind of high. The ending, of course, is that Gotham Girl actually has her brother Gotham kind of strapped up to medical equipment in the hopes that she's going to yeah. revive him. It, yeah, it looks like Venom. It does, yeah, yeah, I it does. Like Venom. 
Yeah, Illicit Venom. So, which is cool. Um, real quick, I want to go back to those Justice League pages and mm-hmm. proof that me and Guy Gardner are basically the same person. Is there's there's a a breakfast burrito place that John knows about because Guy never shuts up about it, and mm. that, that that's me. I, that's what I had for breakfast this morning. Breakfast burrito. Of so, course. I have ever had a breakfast yeah. burrito. Oh, you're missing out, bro. What 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 would one so get in a breakfast burrito? What, yeah, uh, scra- scrambled eggs, uh, potatoes, um, a breakfast meat of your choice. So ham, bacon, sausage, mm-hmm. sometimes carne asada, depending on the place. And they wrap it up in a tortilla, and you, you throw some hot sauce in there. Oh, I love this it. This sounds like something I could get into. Yeah. I'll say again, I can't do it. I, I, I assume Taco Bell will provide one of these. Um. Yeah, those aren't as good. I don't know where you would get them, because your guys' Mexican food's more formal, I guess. And you don't have taquerias on the corner like we Taco do. Taco Bell will have to do. Yeah, theirs theirs is like the, the 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 quick version. Like, yeah, you'll get egg and cheese in there, um, a breakfast meat, you know. Yeah. But yeah, Ugh, love them. But yeah, so so guy, knowing a great breakfast burrito place, of course. Yeah, um, I mean, I I like what the story's doing for the most part here. I like that it did bring a Gotham girl back, even if she feels a bit off at the end here. But hopefully, the next few issues will shed light and where she yeah. is you know i give you know I, i've been reading williamson for the better part of four or five years now because mm-hmm. i was introduced to him through through birthright and nailbiter and then he jumped over for rebirth um and this is the type of thing that he does is he he writes for the long the long story kind of like john used to you know so things don't feel right but there's always a purpose for it um, I could be completely wrong and it could not all add up, but this is what I come to expect. Well, the weird thing here is though, it's not all on him if it doesn't add up. It's it's a weird thing. True. It's, it's weird where King's name's not on the comic, right? But you but know I, that there's we plot still here. hold him relatively responsible for whatever's happening. Yeah, this is still pl- not only is it, is it clearly probably still plotted by him in some way. It's it's still tied into his Batman run and his event series, Heroes in Crisis. So yeah. much of this is dictated by what he's doing anyway that like. It, Right. It's naturally still on him as well. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say that I, I, I have uh, low hopes for it. I actually think this story might be perfectly good. Oh, I, I think you. this issue is full of nice moments. It's just unfortunate the art is ruining most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the art's really bad. Yeah. Uh, March's proportions is all, are all over the place. Faces are... And and it's saying a lot that, like Matt said, this is the better Gillamarch that we've seen recently. Yeah. Yes, it's the better Gilla March, but it's, it's not good. It's, it's, not it's good what I really hate about Gilla. There's something beyond the proportions and all that stuff. It's the ridiculously heavy crosshat shading, mm. and all the, the the crazy ink lines that I, I don't. I I, I I feel like he might do his own inks. I don't know, um, or if he has this. If, if it's a, a ink pairing that, that that he always has with him, but it's really bad. Yeah. All right. What we're giving Batman sixty-four. I can. I'm blaming him. Say that again. I said he does his own inks, so it's fine. Okay. I can blame him. Um, all right, we're rating, rating Batman then. But Matt, what are you giving it? Um, so I, I enjoyed the story, but like you guys are in the art, so I'm, I'm gonna give it a seven. All right, Connor. Um, I can't go higher than a five when it when it's I struggled to read it this much with the art. Even even though I like a lot of the ideas and stuff that's in there. Yeah, I like the story. Um, Gotham Girl feeling feeling off though, personality wise at the end, uh, which might be fine once we get like more of a, a idea of where she's mm-hmm. been. But she did, she did feel like Harley Quinn more than she did Gotham Girl. 
But uh, yeah, I'll go with a six because I like the story, but the art is dragging it down somewhat. Like if this had good art, it'd probably be like an eight. But you know, points deducted. Um, all right, we'll go on then to Justice League number seventeen. Scott Snyder writing, Jim Chung on the art. Oh, Chung did the whole issue. Yeah, yeah, and it's very consistent. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Whether whether you like that or not, it's it it, it all feels consistently one eyed It does. It does. It's, it's, it's been a while, in fact, since we've had a book like that from Justice League. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the annual last week was was all one eyed wasn't okay, it? Okay, the annual, sure, but even the uh, yeah. Thanagar stuff though had the, the different art at the yeah, start. Of the yeah. 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 So, uh, it's been, it's been a little bit inconsistent in that sense. But does does this count as a Doom issue? I don't think so. This is because this wasn't this wasn't okay. Titan. In fact, this is the first one that's not been co-written by Tynan in the credits yeah. for like five issues or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, that's why I was gonna ask because it feels like the pacing like it should be, but then it wasn't Tynan. So I'm like, mm. is, so is this kind of a Justice League story? Nah, just, just, just just a regular issue. Yeah, one. it's a regular issue. It's yeah. Martian Manhunter and and obviously Lex is the co-star here, but yeah, it's still Martian Manhunter. Yeah, so this is an interesting issue where we're on Mars and uh, Jean's kind of called upon Lex to come and see him and mm-hmm. they he's telling this story about what happened because we, we heard, found out last issue in the annual uh, or was it the issue before that i can't remember but we found out that uh, jean was held captive on earth for some time as a child mm-hmm. and he's telling lex about this but he's also telling lex about the the religious kind of ceremonies that took place here that no human had ever stepped in this place Shana. there you go that's the place and there's a bit of a twist here in the, in the story where Eventually, it turns out this kid. What was what was the kid doing? Albi. Albi. That was it. Which which was weird because I, I questioned because John was like, "Hey Lex, can you help me find this Albi?" And and then yeah. looks like you gotta give him one to go. I know loads of Albies. Hell, like three of them work for me. I'm like, I've never heard this name before. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's a name also, also, I saw that redheaded mop of hair, and I, <laughs> and it reminded me of Secret Secret Origin with Superman, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's Lex Luthor. Well, yeah, that's, that's so, the twist that's what I was getting at, is that yeah. ultimately the, the twist is, is that this young Albie, who's the one kid who is nice to Jean when he's held captive, uh, yeah. because Lionel's the one who's actually got him held captive, is mm-hmm. turns out to be Lex Luthor at the end. But his mind was erased, just like Jean's was after this. Yeah. Um, so Lex sort of, you know, doesn't take this very well. He's kind of resisting it. And they end up running. There's, there's this this monster near here that, that was always there. Yeah. Martians always had to keep it at bay with uh, yeah, psychic um, power. What, what are those Q, names? Didn't it? it was yeah, Quanars. Quanars, yeah. Or yeah. no, it was Quanars, was it not? Quanars. Quanars. Yeah. There we go. And basically, because Lex thinks he's he's brought Jaro with him, so Jaro can mess with his head. However, though, Jaro was just there to help psychically fight off these monsters. So these dragons. So so Lex, you know, kind of ruins things by dis- disabling by being Lex by being Lex by disabling Jaro. And this leads to them sort of running for their lives as we're getting this backstory and we're getting these kind of emotional beats where... I, I love the bit where they, where they go, right, Jaro, come on, fight through it. Mm-hmm. Take this one. And then they just ride it. Yeah. Yep. So that's kind of the issue for the most part. And it ends in this kind of bittersweet note where Lex doesn't tell the rest of the League of Doom uh, what, you know, what, what he found out. He's like, no, nah, there was nothing worth sharing. Because uh, you well, you know, there's a point where Marshall Manhart is trying to convince him to like, hey, don't do this, don't you know, try and make a perpetua. We can work together and we can solve this. You know, you you are this alibi. You can be this kid again. And there's a, yeah. the, at the end when the two portals are open, one to the Hall of Justice, one to the Hall of Doom. But you know, Lex pushes him away and they separate. So, but it yeah. it's it's setting the seeds where 
can Lex ultimately maybe realize he's doing the wrong thing? So, yeah. So what I love is that Snyder took Lex, who the you know, who's been a hero, right, for the for for a while, right, coming into Rebirth, he was wearing the Superman S and whatnot, um, and then he made him a complete villain because he's all about doom after um, yes. the, the New Justice stuff, and now it's like, well, no, there's that there's that portion of him that does want to do good still it's, like, uh, it's, it's still alive lex is always the hero of his own story right and like now there's those doubts of do i wake up perpetua and and really give the universe to doom or yeah you that, know? that final moment where lex is doing the the shan meditation yeah. thing that, uh, that Shana, hey. yeah. yeah um was that, that was that was that was really strong. You know, the, the idea that, yeah. that that really spoke to Lex, and he was like, "Right, well, I need to think about what I'm and, doing." Yeah, and that whole ritual was it was this place where the Martians would go and basically reflect on on their negative thoughts and emotions, well, uh, and then more, purge them. More, yeah, more it's more specifically, yeah, get rid of them. It was like the idea yeah. of like you get rid of the bad memories and the pain. But ultimately, what Jean says to Lex and. The thing that Lex appeals yep. to him is the idea that, yeah, you get, get, get rid of the bad memories because they just drag you down. But the whole idea that Jean's saying, no, 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 they make us stronger, they make us who we are, they, they make us build and strive yep. to be better. And at the yeah, end, you know what the bad times are to appreciate the good times. Yeah, and at the end when Lex says that to himself, it's almost like he wants to forget this again because this has given him doubts. Uh, yep. That's kind of the moment. Um, so, so good. It's actually really effective. This is what, I think this is one of the best issues of the run. Because mm-hmm. it's a character story that has an arc, it is focused, and it's not just here. Let's explain a bunch of shit at that page you know, before the big thing happens. Yeah, it really reminded me of his American Vampire. Like there was issues of okay. American Vampire where stuff like this would happen. Like you'd have Skinner, and like and Skinner Sweet was such an sob. And then there'd be this issue where you come to find out, like, oh no, he actually would have a nicer side, and. uh and this is what this reminded me of that so much. And I was like, yeah, this is a classic Snyder. This is exciting. This was better Snyder. I, I think this is one of the best issues of the whole the whole run. Um, because yeah, it was good. smaller. It wasn't this big, ridiculous, let's explain all this crap that's happening yeah. as it's well, happening. It wasn't quite as good as last week's annual, but it was very good. No, it's better than um, last week's annual. I'm saying it. I, I will yeah, say I agree. I'm still not a huge fan of the the backstory changing shenanigans with uh, like, like, okay, mm. let's throw in young John with Lex here and I don't know. Like, yeah, I, it's, I don't know. I, it's if, if it ends up context. paying off, you know, like this is this whole Justice League run is a story of Jean and Lex. I think that could be cool. You know, like. Joe, you know it's funny. I, I didn't like when they changed uh, Jean's backstory to like you know say that he'd been held yeah. captive on Earth as a kid, uh-huh. and I still don't to a point. But I like this gave me something to like about it. Like the idea that. This is like a, a way to appeal to Lex's humanity, like before. Yes, he... Yeah, I'm, I get that. I'm torn on it because, like I say, you know, I, I didn't like that they changed it to do this, but you know, okay, that's what we're doing. But I then go, oh, he was on Earth when I was a kid, and oh, Lex was there. I'm like, okay, it's one of those things. Yeah. Where, so, so, even though do, I like what think, doing, so do we think now that they're going to rationalize all this by the reason that that Jean was brought to Earth by Professor Erdell was was because he's already been here. Like, whatever technology that they used is the same one that Erdell mm. happens upon. Like, I think that could be okay. Because that really doesn't change... I mean, it changes John a little bit because it makes him seem like a chosen one kind of character. But, you know, he wasn't just the last surviving Martian. 
and I mean, that's why he would brought over. Because wasn't one of the arguments we're trying to say is that the reason why he survives the, the the disease that wipes him out is because he's different because he was on Earth. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, you know, like it's not the, the worst thing to retcon into his story because no. we kind of have to justify how he survived in a way. So maybe yeah. that's kind of well, works. And, it's, and also seeing his stuff here, it also makes me appreciate this version of his origin than what uh, is going on in the mini. You know, like yeah, it feels. It definitely I mean, feels like the mini's out of continuity. Yeah, for obviously, sure. there's no reason why he can't then go back to Mars and become a corrupt cop, right? There's no reason why those right. two things can't also happen, but it just it feels so separate as an idea. Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, and just the whole Martian culture and whatnot too, because we see his we see his daughter Kim, you know, and she's not this little blobby thing, you know, and and. Yeah, I just no. Was was that was that how many kids? I thought that was uh, I mean, as as the kid, and it was his parents who was no, because he he calls in the no, in in it's like a memory that he's he's reliving oh, with his wife and daughter. Start. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah I think he calls her Kim. Was that was that how many kids? Okay, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. I, I I think I thought it was when I first read that page, and then yeah. as it went on with him as a kid, I assumed it was then because yeah. I assumed because he was teaching Lex about this place that he was remembering yeah. when he was being taught about that place. Yeah, but yeah. So, anyways, I mean, there's room for both. I'm just saying, to have them both out, out at the same time, and, you know, to have, have Martian Manhunter be this key figure in Justice League now, you, and also to have a... Have a honestly, I, I, think it's, I think it's just the, the, the shock of the change. It, these changes here aren't actually that bad, I don't think, in conceptually. It's just a case yeah. of we have to have time with them to get used to the idea that this is what the backstory for him is now. Um, and I think, you know, if this sticks, if they, if they stick to this backstory for Jean... For like ten years, I think in ten years' time we're gonna be like, yeah, this is a fine backstory. This yeah. is just what it's been well, for a while. It kind of feels like what Johns used to do with his characters, where he would introduce something, and you're like, oh well, he's changing it, and then by the time you just get, you know, it becomes part of that character, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. One of my like, big pet peeves in stories is when they introduce a villain and they have to retcon the villain into the backstory yeah. so that they, it has yeah. this personal connection. And I'm like, nah, yeah. this was never there. At least this is like no, this is changing his origin specifically. Like no, this is about Jean yeah. himself, not not just sure Lex was there, but like it's more about Jean yeah. as, as anything else. So yeah. you know, I'm, I don't know. I like like I am conflicted on it in some ways, but there there are things to like. I, I I do love though that maybe this this repressed memory is what causes his hatred for Superman so much. Is like he knows he can be friends with an alien deep down somewhere in his subconscious, but. You know, Superman always is one-upping him. And That's a really line. interesting twist to this, actually. Yeah. Right? If Lex as a kid was a friend with an alien, yeah, what does that realization do? Given how much he he treats, you know, how much he feels about Superman, that's an interesting yeah question to pose. I don't disagree. I think, like I said, I'm, I'm a little just cautious about the whole thing. It feels like a lot to change. There's almost something to do there with that—the idea of like just what growing up under Lionel for the next, you know. Yeah, you know, ten years or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, I feel like we're him. gonna get a better version of Smallville, Lionel. You know, the mad scientist, Proto Lex. Well, no, because it says here that after they gave this up, uh, Lionel lost all of his uh, his money and stuff, right? So yeah, so he's, but he's, he's, he's because because that's that's why he joined the club and he was this drunk afterwards. Right. So it, 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 that, that, seemed, that seemed to happen when Lex was quite young, so it wouldn't be like Smallville at all. Well, no, but what I mean is. Just because he's become a drunk doesn't mean he's gonna stop. Like that's what the whole club was about with the doorknob and and all of that stuff. He still continued, just not at the level. So okay. I want to see what what that's like and the, always the scheming and and Lex is trying to not be his dad but ends up 
becoming his dad. I still think a doorknob being the the hint for his son was a bit random. Yeah. I think we'll we'll find out, though. You know? They haven't justified why it was a random doorknob that was meant to be this big hint that his son was supposed to find. I don't feel justified in that yet, but we'll see. Um... But that was a good issue. Um, you know, art, art was good. Not amazing. I, I think Chung's good, but not great. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I think it's, it's, it's really solid, though. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, Matt, what are you giving it? Uh, 8.5. Connor? Uh, I'm going to go with an 8. Didn't, didn't reach the heights of last week's. <laughs> I will go with 8.5. I thought it was better than last week's by quite a margin, actually. Me too. So, there you go. We'll move on, then, to Young Justice Issue 2. Uh, so Cara can be quiet for a while because me yeah, and Matt so got, I can go get a drink. I've got a Bendis yeah. book to talk about. This is Brian Michael Bendis uh, writing with Patrick Gleason and Emanuela Lupacino on the art. So yeah, uh, yeah Lupacino on Young Justice, but no Connor. So bummed out. No I've Connor. never been so excited yet. So well, I mean, clearly like, we're getting to that. I mean, I, I think it's quite obvious. No, that, I know that, that this but, first arc is clearly going to be each issue is going to have flashbacks for one of the characters to yeah. explain sort of where they are and how they got here yeah. and that kind of thing. Because this that's issue fine, cause... sets up some of the stuff that's going on in Gem World and the war that's happening. Yep. And as it Opal, the Lord Opal is after Amethyst. Opal. Yeah. Um, Opal, Dark Lord Opal. Opal. Dark Lord Opal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that sets up that, but most of the issue. It's actually a flashback with Cass and kind of when she met Zeus a few weeks ago. So let, let, let's call her Cassie because we have Cass. Sure. Is, is, call Cassie. Is you're right. You're orphan. Right. Yeah. Uh, because so. we, we obviously, obviously the, the team all get transported to Gem World, um, but we, mm-hmm. we, we catch up with Jenny and, yeah, and Jenny Cassie. Hex. And uh, <laughs> Teen Lantern. And Teen Lantern, whose name we don't know yet, yeah. the, the real name. No. So we have them kind of dealing with each other and f- try to figure out who they are. Jenny's threatening to shoot both of them because she's, you know, yep. nervous. Uh, we end up cutting back to Cassie fighting the Sparrow, which leads to Zeus showing up and trying to give her her birthright, this necklace, which completes the trinity yeah. of, uh, you know, you know the last of the gauntlets in the, yeah. mm-hmm. the thingamajig. And Wait. she basically turns it down and says, no, like, when I get to this point, I'll, I'll get there because... I feel like I've earned it, not just because you've given it to me and you've decided who I'm going to be. So Mm -hmm. it's this this independence that that Cassie's going for here. uh, And it makes her different from Diana, right? Because you feel like Diana would have taken that. Uh, Probably, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll be Zeus's champion. Also, um, that's new. Zeus is her grandfather? Because I thought it was was her father back back before. Um, I could be wrong because, again, I haven't read a lot of of pre John's Cassie. So yeah. was it just me? Um, was it just me, or was there a lot of references in this with her, her scenes in the flashback to being surprised that people didn't know who she was? Was it yep. just was it just me, or did it seem like she comes from pre fifty two continuity mm-hmm. and is kind of weirded out by the fact that no one else seems to know who she is? Yep, that, no, I, I was getting that vibe as well. I was gonna get there because. The whole with her fighting Despero too, it's like well the last time we saw him he was taking on the Justice League. How did this one girl beat him? You know, and I like that that was a beat here. Yeah. So th- there's more going on. I mean the stuff with Jim World, uh, and then we see that Robin and Amethyst have really hit it off and yeah, teaming up. Th- there's some continuity wobbly stuff going on here between between. Yeah. Obviously we know Bart is uh, obviously coming to Speed Force. We have mm-hmm. you know Tim seems Connors. to know things. Connor's around. Uh, he's in Gem World at least, and then on yep. top of that, now we have Cass, who seems to 
her memory seems to be more of pre-New 52. So I'm very intrigued yep. as to how we're going to explain this and how Which... it's all going to click together. But clearly clearly, it's building to it, though. Given the yeah. talk of Seven Crisis, given the, all the hints of all the little bits of dialogue between this issue and the last issue, yep. it's clearly building towards something. And I'm very intrigued yeah. as to where it's building to. So... Well, and while he's doing this, Bendis is giving us all of these fan... Well, fan favorite for me characters. <laughs> he's also establishing new characters like Teen Lantern and Jenny Hex. So we're getting the best of both worlds here. Yeah, because uh, once they, they try to figure out where they are, Cassie picks up the truck with Jenny and Sarah, and she's like, hey, yep. Teen Lantern, just go and save the truck. You, you can save your energy. Yep. And she's like, nope. <laughs> I'm going to fly yeah. my little green ship. Thank you very much. Um, oh, so, God, this is one that I wish was every other week. Yeah, they, they run like, into to Robin, you know, because he's flying a, a, a unicorn yep. dragon thing. Uh, it's a unicorn. Yeah. With wings, yep. Not not a Pegasus because a Pegasus and, doesn't have a unicorn horn, right? No, it's it's. Oh, there's another name for it. I learned it from my nieces when they were into My Little Ponies, because <laughs> uh, I got corrected. Anyways, As you do. Um, yeah. Well, and it seems like there's stuff going on in Gem World where they're trying to overthrow Amethyst, who is the rightful ruler. And well, yeah, that's that's Opal. So at the end of the issue, the big cliffhanger is yeah. that Lord Opal shows up to kill Amethyst. But yeah. her, her intent... Well, I'm talking about the meeting of, of all the all the basically all the the families of Gem World. Like, there's a representative there. Oh, so so seeing where... I think. No, there, there was there was a. I don't have my issue in front of me. Um, pull it up. It looked like there was a circle of them. I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah. Oh, you're right. There is actually some more characters yeah. in the background. I'm and, and they're talking about where they all lie, and, and you get the feeling like. Opal has completely seized the you know House Opal I'm, through darker means. No, Matt, I'm fairly sure that only two of them ever speak. Yeah, but I'm talking about it's it's there's clearly a meeting going on of, of these families, and it's supposed to be secret because they're all in the shadows. Yeah, and this I mean, is the meeting that, that the, yeah they're, Tim all, and, they're all just talking about survival and who they're going to align with, and yeah. they're they're turning against right. the Amethyst family because they want to you know not be killed by Opal. It's a whole right. thing. Um, so so I'm wondering too if if whatever affected um Cass and 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 Connor and whatever is also bled over to Gem World and that's what's corrupted Opal because f- from my last month when I dove into Gem World, Opal was never a really big player in, in all the Amethyst stuff. So um you know, I'm just wondering It could just how, be Ben just taking a smaller character and Yeah, well that's what I mean. But yeah. I feel like what you know, equal and opposite reaction and all that stuff, you know. But yeah, it's it was a real quick issue, like outside of the the cast stuff with Zeus, like, and those pages were gorgeous. I thought, you know, it's Lupacino, so um, yeah, yeah, it's like especially Lupacino for the the flashback stuff. Um, yeah. I uh, no, I really like the art. The art's really good throughout. Um, really good just colors again as well. Um, I like him what it's doing with, with Cassie. I, I like that each issue seems to it's going to be focused on one of the characters like this to give us a good yeah. sense of where they are and like what's been going through their heads. Because like, I think the new characters will be interesting, you know, Jenny and Teen Lantern, because it'll be like, okay, here's their origin, who are they? But for, for Tim, Bart, and Connor, yeah, very interesting stuff I'm, I'm expecting from that. And yeah. I, I think that's what I was getting when, when Bendis said that by issue six will have answered a lot of questions, I think. Yeah, that'll be why I can see them saving Connor till issue six because that'll be the one that's the most juicy. Potentially. Yeah, although it did say what happened to Connor Kent. 
at the end. So, Did I say in, that? In the tease, yeah. I there didn't notice that. You're right. You're probably right. Yeah. Last page. Yeah. Quite right. So, so we're shifting back to Connor and Bart then, presumably, so for next if, issue. Yeah, so if I feel we're saving one. I feel he's going to save Tim. Because Tim's our connection to, I think, everything. Because he was there for, for Rebirth, and he was trapped mm. in Mr. Oz's, you know, that whole realm to do with that stuff. And everyone thought he was dead. Um, and he, and not that he doesn't feel the same, but he feels different now. Like he feels like classic Tim. Now, there's de- so, since he left in the Detective Comics until now, there's, there's yeah. definitely been a development in what he knows. Yep. Um so we'll we'll see we'll see how that plays out. But no, that that's what that's that was another great issue. I, I I liked everything it was doing. The character interactions between all the girls was great. Um, yep. Getting a sense of who these characters are and what what their the personalities are like. Um, and then you know Tim having to introduce you know Amethyst and Cassie to each other and it, it mm-hmm. being kind of weird, um, and in a fun kind of awkward teen way. Yeah. So you know it was it was it was, it was, it was delightful. Um, I I can't really fault it too much. What are you giving it, Matt? That's a nine. I'll go eight point five. I don't want to quite go to nine. It just it ended really quickly, and I'm like, damn, I want more. Which I know that sounds like a weird yep. complaint, but it was a yep. quick read, so uh, eight point yep. five. So, uh, Connor, give us a rest. Uh, the Green Lantern issue four is next, and both me and Matt didn't read it. <laughs> Sorry, hang on. I was doing. I, I was shopping for DC statues. Oh, There's Christ. a sale on. Keep your head in the, the game. The, head in the game. This is related. I wasn't this you. I was looking at the, the, the Mira bombshell statue is a, is a third of the price that it normally you're, you're is. You're talking I'm, I'm about um, uh, all sorts of things you'd be interested in. Probably, but I don't want to know. Because then I'll be more annoyed. <laughs> but yeah, the Green Lantern issue 4, Grant Morrison, Liam Sharp. Matt said he was dropping. I said I might read the next one, but... But basically, when it got to like almost recording time, it was either get television from the multiverse online or read Green Lantern, and I picked getting the show up to, to you, the people, because I care about the people getting. Yeah, the if content. you really cared, you'd have given them. You'd have read this. You've had all week. <sighs> I just. You, you only had seven books. I just, no wa- I just. I just wasn't enthusiastic about it. But it's all on you, Connor. Take it away. Yeah, this is um, maybe the best issue yet. Maybe. It's 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 close with last issue. Uh, um, you you might have preferred this one. Uh, this is actually three stories essentially. We have um, we have a, a framing device of two strangers on Ran. Uh, one is like a, a cowboy sort of fella um, drinking a beer. He's got four arms, and then you have this woman who is uh, in in a in a helmet. Can't see her face. Um, with a big big cloak on, and uh, it's the two of them telling stories essentially. Um, well, you know, one story each, and uh, so I'll I'll skip to it. So the the woman is is um the the leader of the Black Stars. Uh, she's the Black mm-hmm. Star as as she is going by here, and um, she is uh, what, what's her name? She's a co- co- cosmic vampire, Countess Belzebeth. Um. Very cool design once we see her at the end. But uh, this actually goes back to it tells the story of the uh, you know the the very first issue that um, the the uh, the antimatter lantern uh, that that was stolen from that vault. Uh, it kind of tells how she accomplished that, and it was by using uh, Sunny as those are back because it's Grant Morrison. So why wouldn't it? 
<laughs> pretty much. Um, but uh, they're, they're actually a big part of this book. They're um, the the main thing that connects the two stories because this sh- this story is definitely the shorter one. This is how we open. It's it's basically her assaulting this world and goes, "Hey, look, this Sunny is here, so uh, they're under my control. I'll do what I say. So uh, open your vault and give me what I want." And then she kind of just destroys them anyway because um, she's she's awful. Uh, but the other story. Is is her asking you know the the cowboy dude? It's like, hey, so uh, that Hal Jordan, I hear you 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 know what's happened to him. Because obviously, last issue uh, we left where he you know he he killed the the the, the unarmed prisoner, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's dealing with that. Um, this is basically um, the the sunny is back, and they they've come for Earth, I think. And it's basically, well, what do we do? There's three lanterns. Uh, Hal's one of them, and it's like, right, how do how do we stop them? Uh, so they call in um, reinforcements. They have there's a smart star um, lantern. It's basically like you know one of the one of the planet size lanterns. He's a he's, a, he's an AI, but he, he is essentially a, a star. Um, to, so this know. this is my issue with Morrison. Sometimes he doesn't know what's too much. It doesn't feel like, too much in the issue. I know, but it's like you know, it's cool. Uh, a planet that's a green lantern. Yeah, but we have Mogo. Okay, you know what's cooler than that? He's a star and he's an AI. And you're like, all right, great. Let's one step at a time, bud. Like, sure, sure. This is a. <laughs> I. Uh, uh, the, 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 is there anything that explains why Hal's personality was going weird at the end of the last issue? Um, we're getting to that still. Okay. Uh, by going weird, you mean the the execution? The execution, right? then him be like, yeah, good, he deserved it, or whatever he said. I can't remember what the line yeah, was. That's still being teased. There are hints uh, that that's going on. We we don't know what exactly what's happening. And basically, he deals with you know uh, the 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 sunny is he actually kills one of them when uh, one of the other Green Lanterns gets kind of oh, abducted. How's killing no, no, a lot no. of things recently? Uh, Th- this wasn't as intentional. Did Zack Snyder though. have an input on the story? Because I feel like he may have done. This this wasn't a, like a, a straight up murder. This was while he was saving one of the other Green Lanterns. He killed it in the process, and um, it turns out the other one that was uh, left they, they were a breeding pair. The other one was pregnant. So that one's still out there. Um, and that one is... Whoa! Oh, Matt. Whoa, you make, Matt. Whoa. Uh, as I say, it's <laughs> worth noting that it explicitly tells us that this pregnant one is not dead. It's just dormant and kind of shunned away where they can kind of keep an eye on it, but it is not dead. Um, Good. So yeah. if, as a fan of Cosmic Wildlife, that would be a shame. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it, is, it is a very, you know, intensely like, no, no, no. This one was like in the battle, but this one the, the, wasn't like... It didn't do that on purpose. I didn't kill it just for the sake of it. Um, but how, he actually gets dragged in by uh, a couple of lanterns. You know, the, the volcano head dude that we, we saw earlier in the book. Um, he gets dragged into the, to the Guardians and they're like, okay, you, you went too far. Uh, you, you can't be just killing people. You know, we, we're the only ones who have the right to sanction lethal force uh, when we deem it necessary, you know, as they've done occasionally in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, yeah, we, you know, there's going to be a due process. Uh, we'll we'll sort it all out. Uh, right now, we, you're not looking after Earth. We're going to give that to the other lanterns. They'll sort it out. Um, Stuart, Baz, and Cruz specifically. Uh, and you, you're basically you're going to, right. We're going to put you under house arrest on the planet. Uh, you, you can go, you can go on Earth. Or you can go somewhere else you want. We're going to put you under house arrest while we deal with this. And. 
then basically like this story that the cab was telling and, and you know and the 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 black star she's getting she's like what, what's going on here why why are the guardians being such dicks to Hal? you know he was doing his job he you know he saved earth twice here why are they treating him like this scum mm -hmm. and then naturally it reveals that the cowboy is hal and um you know the the extra arms were just uh some construct, constructs yeah. under underneath. The, he's wearing a coat over them, so you can't tell they're green. It's not like he's just made it a different color. Yeah. He's bought the coat. So I know he's that's deep undercover with the black stars. That's what I'm feeling. Um, because yeah. it basically ends with look. All right, the you know the guardians are being dicks. I'm here to join you. Um, so and I, I'll here's my ring. I'll I'll throw this in. I'll help you out. Now, I, again, I, I think I mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago when we had solicits that people were freaking out over, oh, Hal Dunn and the Black Stars and got to do this. And it's like, OK, it feels very much going undercover. Like He's, he's doing this for a reason. Like There, there is a purpose here. Um, I still can't give you solid answers as to why he did what he did last issue. But that seems to be the point of, OK, that's where his mindset is. There are no answers as to why he did that just yet beyond... Um, yeah, the, the where where we were last issue with just if if this is something that is it a ruse or is it like or has he kind of finally crossed that line? Uh, we're no clearer on that, but that's not a criticism. That's very much in keeping with what the the tone of the issue is. Um, this is the opposite of of a decompressed story because there is you you could get three issues of story out of this if if you wanted to, with other writers. Um, but it doesn't feel rushed, packed in here. It feels really well done. Um, the art is spectacular. It's probably Sharp's best issue on the book yet. Um, there's all these great layouts in space. The starriers look phenomenal. Um, everything, you know, all, all the, the all the planets look different. Like you know, when we're on Ran, it looks you know completely different to Weirwim. I think was the the name of the planet that's getting conquered at the start, with these fantastic insectoid alien ones, you know, that we saw before. Like all the designs are great, um, so I'm really, I'm really digging it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what exactly Hal's plan is, because obviously there's a plan, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know what it is. I, I, I like the the design of this um, cosmic vampire uh, that, that that we're dealing with as the villain, the Black Star. So yeah, uh, I'll give it a a solid eight. Okay. All right. Mm, and that's probably, I mean, I've probably dropped a bit now. The chances of me reading two issues next time are pretty slow. No. No. Fair uh, enough. Uh, like I said, this, uh, this uh, is, is moving forward with the story. It's not going to... Like, I, know, I know it's introducing these ideas of the the, the star AI and the sun eaters are there, but it actually, when it boils down to the Hal side of it, it feels a lot more personal than the rest of the book has. It's dealing with him and the Guardians. It's kind of classic Hal. I've just not been that enthused about reading this the last few issues, so the, the thought of next time of me going, yeah, I'll read two of them back to back to catch up, it's just highly unlikely. Yeah. But hey. That'll take us on to Green Arrow 49. This is Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing writing with Javier Fernandez on the art. So this is the second half of this two-part story before issue 50 does its own wrap-up thing for the series. Yeah. Uh, so we did like the last one quite a bit actually this is uh they're going towards vertigo who is demanding to see roy and you know it ultimately builds up to to oliver finally just saying you can't because he's, he died and it, it's actually kind of a touching scene where vertigo mm -hmm. just kind of stops attacking and says well wait how <laughs> and, you know things yeah, kind of like, was, it, was it the heroine yeah and he's like nah no nah, he'd been clean for a while <laughs> like yeah so um how'd you feel it's also 
I liked how it developed Vertigo and how we, how how Ollie figured out how to defeat him, because he just did this through practice, and so he's like, oh well, no, it's this is just the next notch up from his implant. Um, he's in our head, you know. So so I like that. Like, that's why the city's been affected yeah. that way. Um, I liked it. I don't think it quite lived up to last issue. I think last issue was better. And even the stuff with all the, the Vertigo City, uh, I thought the tease that we got of the last couple of pages of the last issue, you know, the the, the, the get into Vertigo stuff, uh-huh. I thought that played with it a lot better than it did here. There's a couple of moments here where it's good uh, and it uses it, but a lot of the, uh, for a lot of it, I um, kind of felt just like it was there. Um, I only really played with it once or twice, which was a little disappointing yeah, but... for me because that's what I was hoping for out of it. Yeah, but see, I liked how it affected, like, he's looking for, for Roy, and then we're getting all these flashbacks of Roy. Like, I thought it was really nice, like, to to explore their partnership, you know, through through the, the lens of Vertigo. And, like, he, he designed his arrows for him, and he had the EMP one to stop Vertigo for the next, you know? Yeah, yeah I, uh, I, I like the last issue a bit more, I would agree with that, although... Um, I did like how he kind of, like, Oliver at one point in this issue just kind of takes this leap of faith, even though it looks like he's going to fall to his death. Um, because it's like, no, no, this is just in my head. This this is not actually mm-hmm. the, the, the geography of the situation. Um, and he, that's when he fires his arrow. But, you know, the, the page where he you know, finally says that he's dead, and the next page is the full page spread of, like, the city's gone back to normal because Vertical just falls to his knees. And he's oh, like, yeah. how? I like that moment. I, I, th- yeah. I thought it wasn't as strong as last issue, but it did do a solid enough job where I'm like, again, for, for what is essentially a three-issue fill-in that's also the end of the series. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. Yeah, um, it's, it's fairly there's, solid. There's just, like, there's, I wish it had played more with the city. Like, there's, the, like I said, there's the two moments are when he, he decides to, to jump when, when he, you yeah. know, when he's mm-hmm. I, I feel and like... Then when he's, I think, and, and then the follow-up moment is during that when he's fallen, he reaches for his quiver for the arrow yeah. and uh, he pulls out the space needle. I, f- I feel yeah. like... That's pretty cool. I feel like to do that though, that needed an extra issue where the middle issue was just going to be action before we got to the emotion stuff here in this one. Maybe, yeah. You know, I feel like they're limited by the fact that okay, you've only got three issues. The last one has to be this, so that this this two parter can just be this. I feel mm-hmm. like if they had three issues for this arc, then the middle one would just be this action issue of playing with the city and playing with all this. Yeah, I think I'm just. It's that this is such a huge development for Vertigo, right? To mm. to get to this level of being more powerful, uh, you know, even if he's not physically affecting it, just this this concept that he's doing this is such a huge jump forward from, as they put it, you know, the headaches. Yeah. That I, I really wanted to see that played with some more. Uh, I th- that was what the selling point of of the end of the last issue was for me was going, oh, let's play with this stuff. And I feel like a little bit let down that I didn't get more of that. Maybe, maybe it could have, if it was three issues and we have more time, we would have got that. And, and that, that, this could have been a lot better if that was the case. Yeah, I kind of like how Oliver gets really angry and like threatens to kill him at one point, and Dana talks mm-hmm. him down. He's like, you know, this is not about him. You know, it's not yeah. that. Um, yeah. I like that moment. You know, and how him just wrecking the, the desk and like sitting there looking at Roy's hat. And like, it's playing with that, that well enough. The, the, the little cliffhanger at the end is. Uh, Dana getting a basically a, an order to kill Oliver Queen. Yeah, that was rough times because now it's making me think of the New Fifty Two when when she was a secret agent. Yeah, yeah I never read that stuff. So that, this, don't, this, don't, this, no. Yeah, this dude walking up to her at the end was honestly a bit of a, like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> what's, what's going on? So 
Yeah, that stuff was rough. Yeah. Was really rough. Like, even by New 52 standards, it was rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... The last page is annoying, because it's like, there's nothing... Like... It's cheap. It's cheap. It, it, it rubbed me the wrong way, even when I didn't know what it was. Now that you're telling me this is like New 52 bollocks, <laughs> it was even worse. Mm. It's got a stigma yeah. attached to it. Um, so who knows what they'll do with that. But it's, it's only one issue. I assume she'll get around it very quickly. Oh, I'm sure. It, yeah, it, it's going to be her. <laughs> Unless that's why it's the last going. issue, because she, she just caps him in the back of the she head succeeds. and that's it. Yeah, she succeeds. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I think it's, it's like the last issue is going to be her going, hey, Ollie, this there, uh, got this this order. Not going to do it. Yeah. Very, very yeah. lightly. Um, well, I'm going to be like, right, well, let's go and stop them. Although, right, do you know that, do you know in the Godzilla 2014, there's that scene where he opens the monster's mouth and he does his atomic breath into the mouth? Mm-hmm. I just thought of a really fun way of Black Canary to kill oh. someone. Like, oh, mid-kiss, yeah. just, like, to go full scream into the mouth and just watch the back of the head blow out. I'm just, the idea of her, in, you know, grabbing someone's mouth, holding it open and, and screaming, and just watching the back splatter. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a hell of an image. I kind of want like an evil alternate Earth Black Canary now, Black Siren, yeah. to show up so that we can do this. Yes, <laughs> but don't call it Black Siren. Yeah, but Dana wouldn't do make it though. Up, that's, make that's up a new one. It has to be another Earth, but yeah, yeah. Um, it was okay. It was, it was, it was, yeah. It was yeah, I had, had some, it had some moments. It worked. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what are you giving it, Matt? Seven point five. Car? Yeah, uh, just a seven. Yeah, I'll give it a seven as well. Yeah, it was good. Um, not amazing, but good. So, uh, and Fernandez's art was pretty solid. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I didn't think it was quite as strong as last issue again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was pretty solid. So yeah. Um, moving on then to Adventures of the Super Sons issue seven. Peter Giamatti writing with Carlos Barberi back on the art. He was missing last issue. Uh, so this issue was Damien. They're on this prison planet for for juveniles. And it's it's got like a full functioning city and all that. Like, and Damien's running yeah. around. He's essentially being Batman on this city because uh, he's like you know on the gargoyles. He's looking down. And I say gargoyles. I mean, it's more of a futuristic looking city, but you know, same difference. But it's still different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and all throughout the issue, we're getting teases of where John is because he's in a solitary confinement because he's powered by the sun. So they've got yeah. him in a dark room with no sunlight. Um, and young Joker Junior was trying to like break him out, but uh. Grundet <laughs> stops yep. him, who's working for uh, Rex Luthor, and the, most of the issue though is Damien trying to find where John is and trying to find him by tracking where where Joker Junior went, and it leads to a gizmo. It leads to like him saving some innocents in the street. And... A riddler, where he was supposed to give him a riddle. Yeah, yeah. But but um, but Damien scared him enough that he forgot and then has to give it to him. That was yes. fun. And, it, we, and when we say Riddler, we should point out here for anyone who's not reading and just yeah. listening to us describe it, uh, this is a bunch of just random people on this planet that Rex Luthor has forced to wear costumes of Earth villains. Um. So, do you believe the Green Lantern character that he said that he was he's undercover and he's a training member of the Green Lantern? Because we know that's not how it works. And he's wearing Sinestro's costume, like his, his original, the blue and black one. Like, yeah, I see. Like, I at first I took that as like he's saying that's his backstory because he's playing the part, Luis, because he's supposed to be like Sinestro in this right. team. But then he then he kept saying it, and I was like, has he actually yeah. 
from somewhere? Is, 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 is there something to this? And I don't know, because you're yeah. right, it doesn't work that way. It's never worked no. that way. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, it's just, this is such a weird book, like, from where it started. Like... Uh, it so is. I'll be honest, I actually think this is one of the best issues of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason why I think that is because it it has more of a defined focus. I felt like a couple of the, I I've enjoyed this entire run mm-hmm. of this this book, but I feel like you know it, it got into this holding pattern where every issue it was kind of like yeah it was fun again you know characters yeah. are fun it's been solid things. I think the plot in this issue had a really nice focus because it was about Damien looking for John and it was about mm-hmm. the try to rescue John and getting to him. And it was like every couple of pages we had that that those panels where it was just the black, but you had the little yeah. crack of light coming in and the, the lights hitting his yep. hand. And eventually, of course, the issue ends with him breaking out of his cell and you know standing. He there looks all. rough. Yeah. yeah, like. And it's like, it's, um, it's time to escape now, kind of thing. So, I yeah. no, I, I dug this a lot. I thought it had a good structure. I thought it had. Um, I, I thought Damien being on his own and having to think a bit more like a Batman was was kind of fun, and mm. him him threatening people and you know it was just. All of it just kind of, it had a really nice flow to it, a really nice structure, and it felt like in terms of building to a climax, it was building to finding John the whole issue. Yeah. So I think narratively it was maybe one of the most satisfying issues the, the book's had up until now. Yeah. It's, it's uh, all I can say that, like, I'm enjoying it and it's still good, you know? Like, um, the art, hey, it's not the same artist. Uh, it's been right. They, oh, no, it's, it's, it, there yeah, was one been the whole time. Last issue was different, but every issue before that was Okay, yeah, because yeah. I'm saying the art, the art was up again. Like I really enjoyed this, this art with these characters. So and seeing all the different versions of the the alien versions of Rex's, you know, Injustice Gang. Like you said, Grandet and Gizmo and Damien putting it together, who they're supposed to be. Like that was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that was good. Um, I think, again, the art, because it, it, it had a bit more variety this time as well, because it was dealing with those dark panels and the the, yeah. the, 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 the the crack of light and all that. It was doing some things that are a little bit different, but it's just as expressive as it's ever been. Um, yeah. Just, you know, really well-defined. So, I uh, I can't really fault it. I, I think maybe some of the sequentials are probably better in this issue compared to some... And again, I think this is why I like this issue so much, is because the structure lent itself to being this chase where it, it felt like Damien was like not that he was on a ticking time clock but it felt like it was always going to converge at the end so it felt like yeah. he was always working towards this point and I think the art kind of helped with that because it always kind of felt like he was running to something pushing forward yeah, yeah. so yeah. that was that was a really solid issue what are you giving it Matt? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it an 8 and a, a whole lot of fun yeah I'll agree with the 8 I, I thought it was really good I, I think it's maybe the best issue of this at least this part of Super Sons, this Adventures of Super Sons. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, I really liked it. So, um, yeah, that takes on to our final book of the week. It is an issue one for a new miniseries. It's called Female Furies, issue one. Uh, Cecil Castellucci is writing with uh, Adriana Milo mm-hmm. on the art. Uh, Milo, of course, we liked a lot on the Plastic Man uh, mini yeah. we had. Art's very wang. The art is very wang, indeed. Um, so... Yeah, so this is this is about Granny Goodness training the Furies, obviously set in the earlier days, you know, before you know Bardo was with with uh, Scott Free and all the rest of it. Um, and Joe, what's funny about this is like this started off, and I, I could see what it was doing. Right, I was like, okay, so this is dealing with misogyny, but on apocalypse. I was like, oh, that's a really smart idea. I actually kind of like this. I like that the idea that of course this would exist in apocalypse because they're all awful. <laughs> of course, mm-hmm. of course, they'd have misogyny. I, and and. And I appreciate all of that. I just felt like... Well, no, it's, 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 let me finish my point, Matt. 
Okay. I really liked that okay. at the start. I was like, oh, this is a great idea. This is this is something you should do. This is a really smart idea. And then the more it went on, the more it kept being less and less subtle. And it was when it got to the point where Darkseid and his cronies are literally holding up scores for a beauty pageant, where I was like, okay, this doesn't feel like a real story anymore. It feels like, like someone had an idea for essentially... Not a skit. A skit's not quite the right word because it's, it's trying to tackle a serious topic, but it yeah. it feels like it's it's just a made up thing to get a point across instead of an it's, actual it's story. Very much, so instead of being a story, it came off a of satire. Yes, like yeah. Inst- instead of being like a story that has these themes, which I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be at the start, and I actually really liked that. Yep. But, you know, when it was about how Granny Goodness was being looked down upon and wasn't being treated equally to the other generals, yep. I was like, oh, this is an interesting idea. You know, tackle it, and this is why she's so motivated. Yeah, I like that idea, and I really. And I really like that with Granny Goodness because she always like there's something about her that you feel like she she is Darkseid's equal, but for whatever reason, he put her in charge of training, and that's as yeah. far as she could go because he knew that she would take him over one day if she didn't know her. You know what I mean? And I always get that vibe from her. And then this writes that in to the character, yeah. but it's through that lens of misogyny. So I, I like I, that, but. I, I, I like the idea yeah. that Darkseid does respect her to some degree. That's why uh-huh. training is like, no, no, no. Yeah. All of these people you're training are going to replace all of this shit lot I've got around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's like, we, we can do better. Like I say, so it started off and I liked it and then I thought it got really on the nose. Like when it got to the point in the flashbacks when it was, you know, when they were just taking over Apocalypse yeah. and Darkseid insisted that she sleep with them, I thought, okay, this is getting really like unsubtle now. But I still liked it, right? I was still into it. But like I say, it was when they, they made the Furies, like, you know, do a beauty pageant where they got on dresses, they made food, did all these other things. I was like, this is starting to feel more like, a, as you say, like a satire sketch than it is a, a, an actual real story with the themes of what it's trying to do, which I really like the idea of yeah. uh, earlier as, on. Yeah, why, as a why use a scalpel when you can use a sledgehammer, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, what were you gonna say, Connor? Uh, as as a big fan of satire, I was still really into where it went. Well, I liked where it went because I want to know who this Aureli is, and so like, I I started looking, and I think she's a new character. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, my eyes are drawn to the the redheadish of one. Of course. Yeah. Nice. Right? Well, to be fair, yeah. it makes a point of going. Everyone's drawn to her, right? That's yeah. kind of the the idea here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm looking up her, and she's not in the you know female furies history so i think she's new um and also i I read up this thing where this solved this this paradox where i guess in the old kirby stories which i've never read the feet you never really saw the female furies in action like you always heard about them but you never saw them and the writer of this was like oh well you know because kirby understood you know uh, uh like where women were in society at the time he wrote these. So that was his little wink of what's wrong is, is that if we're supposed, if, if earth is supposed to represent like the, the, like, how did he put it? It's all this behind the scenes. They're, they're the instrumental ones, yeah. but they are not really giving them the credit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, if, if apocalypse is meant to represent the worst of earth, then of course this would happen there in, in up, upper magnitudes, yeah. which yeah. I like, but, but again, all right, you have a nice thread there, and then Cause, you, yeah, because early, early on, hammers she, to death. Yeah, because earlier on, when she's trying to kill the, uh, the, the 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 
the general. The, the, yeah, whoever um, she is. I can't remember who she's killing at the start. But she's killing the, yeah. the women. And you know, the old dude comes in and throws oh, her. Mother. Dark side's mother, isn't it? That was his mother, yeah. yeah. The old dude comes in and throws her some poison, right? And she like forces the poison down her. And then Darkseid comes in and the dude's like, yeah, I killed him for you, Darkseid. And he gets all the credit. And I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing here. Like, And again, this is what I liked. I liked that it was kind of setting this stuff up. Um, but I, I think, like, I like satire well enough, but I feel it feels weird here because it feels like less of an incontinuated story and more like it's... Like, the entire... It's like, instead of having the themes of what you're doing, like, instead of... Okay, we're going to do a story about granny goodness and the misogyny of Apocalypse. It feels like... We're doing just all of these, like obvious bits that we can do, right? Yeah. All, all these obvious jokes and I mean, jokes is maybe not even the right word, but all of these set piece moments that we can yeah. do, and we're just yeah. going to wrap some kind of story around it. That's what this what's, first issue felt like to me. What, what's the opposite of subtle? Because that's what this was. Uh, blunt. Blunt. I guess. Yeah. Blunt. Like, yeah. You know. Because it well, wasn't. That's the thing, wasn't... though. It's so blunt, though, that it almost starts to feel like a parody. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm going to stick around because I, I am curious to see what happens with the really... Uh, I mean, not, because... to, 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 to his credit, I, I never thought it was a hard read, though. Like, it actually flowed no. quite well. No, it's really enjoyable. Yeah. And the art stuff is, is great. I like the the, the 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 switch between the, you know, the, the, the old... Almost the, the Kirby-esque. Kirby-esque. It's very, mm. it's very flat and bright. And, yeah. you know, I don't want to say flat because Kirby's art isn't flat, but it's very... It, it's flat in the colours. Is what yeah, you're that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but I like that. And also, looking at that Granny Goodness when she was younger, it reminds me of Brienne of Tarth on. Game oh, of I can totally see it. Right? Like she's got the short haircut, and you're like, oh no, she's a badass that deserves oh, to be she in would charge. Be great casting. Right. Um, oh, but wow. still, when I read Granny Goodness in the present, I hear Mama Fratelli from The Goonies. You know, <laughs> like. I don't know, I, I get more Kathy Bates kind of vibes from her, but I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. To each her own. But, you know, and... and it, there, there's always a sticking point of Granny Goodness is the only female general that we ever saw in uh, in Apocalypse. Yeah. You know, for all these other ones, you know, you have Kanto and Steppenwolf and, and all of that. Sad. And so, so I like that they're kind of making her a sympathetic character because even, even in, in Mr. Miracle we kind of got that. Like she, through Scott's eyes, like she cared for him, you know, yeah. we got those, uh, more than, more than some of the other kids. So I like that idea that she's, you know, yeah, she's, she's a villain, but you can care about her. Yeah. In terms of plot beats here, um, at, at the end of the issue, uh, Aurelie and, and Bard are on this mission. And then, uh, the Ste- Steppenwolf's bastard son, <laughs> <laughs> what's his name yeah. I don't know his name off the top of my head Rublon Rublon there you Rublon. go he, he shows up and he's like nah we'll take it from here this is a man's job yeah yeah you know bunch of yeah it, it's the idea of well there's only one of me and there's two of you so clearly right. I'm twice as good yeah so he, he he tries to take this this runaway girl back but then he as he's going away he kind of says to her like hey if you kiss me I'll make your, your punishment less severe and Aurelie kind of snaps because she's been sexually abused and, and harassed by uh I uh, yeah, I really like the idea that none of the other Furies know about that. They yeah. think that she's getting special treatment. They think it's a good thing. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, oh, you can come train with me. And he's actually just, you know, it's just an excuse to fill her up as well, much as humanly possible. Yeah, he's groping her and being disgusting. And yeah. she, she snaps here and she kills the guy. She just lets his throat, right? And then it's like, yeah. okay, we have to dispose of his body. We'll throw him in this asteroid that's going past. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, in Comet, and he'll burn up and or freeze. Either way, he's not our problem. Yeah, he's, he's dealt with. No one will know Good the difference. Logic. Uh, so yeah. that's how we end the first issue. So I'm curious to... St- I do want to read the next one. I'm curious to see where it goes from here. And like... Like, because I presume plot will take more of a precedence now because we've yeah. we've got plot rolling. But... Yeah, I almost if if there wasn't that beauty pageant section, like this book is almost like great level. I feel like because you can even look at it as satire, but that takes it too far. The, yeah, the, the beauty pageant, the comedy of them cutting yeah. to like a panel of dark side and his generals holding up number scorecards and yeah. stuff like that. That for me was the line too far. I, I was still quite into that person. I just thought that was I silly because it's dark. Yeah, sides. well, it doesn't, and it doesn't, it doesn't fit like their culture. You know, like yeah. I would expect that, like, they're like on, in online comic strips that use these characters. I could totally see that. Yeah, like it's a comedy thing that someone does outside of continuity is fine, mm-hmm. but it's not. I mean, this might not even be in continuity, but as a proper DC comic, it feels weird yeah. because it. Yeah, I think that's part of the thing is like. Apocalypse even knows what a, a pageant like this is. Like they have yeah. pageants. Like what? Um, I, I will say the one thing that made me laugh was Matt Harriet. Her expression never changes. Yeah, yeah. She's always got an evil, like gnashing grin. <laughs> I think you know? uh, I'll be honest. Based on the the writer, this is kind of what I exactly exa- I expected. Because um, this is the same writer that uh, Shade, the Changing Girl. Mm. Yeah. It it's pretty much exactly what I expect from that. Yeah. Right, you know, like it feels like that. Again, it's it's a story that deserves to be told, and I feel like it can definitely with the right spotlight. But if we keep getting too much of the jokey, it's going to lose its impact. Yeah. I feel. I will say, Lashina and Mad Harriet are my favorite Furies outside of Barda. Yeah, they have the best looks. I think are the are the other ones. Yeah, they just look cool. I'm I'm really worried about Orly now. Yeah, she's not making it out. Yeah, because she's a new character, so we can kill her. (laughs) Yeah. That's like Stompa. Stompa's a pretty cool look, too. This is the thing. I don't think we do just kill her. I think she's getting some sort of punishment that's worse. Yeah. And then she's being forgotten about. She probably does something great, and someone takes the credit, and and she's completely forgotten about because of it. Or or she, you know, heads over to Genesis and decides to live there and finds out that it's not any better. You know, like yeah, it's a place that's supposedly the complete opposite of apocalypse, but it's it's the same. You know, I could see that being part of the story too. Yeah, I like you the know? art though, and I actually thought the yeah. writing flowed really well. Like it was a really easy read, despite the 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 actual yeah. beats that were maybe a bit of an issue because it went a bit too far. But yeah, mm. um, yeah. What are we giving it, Matt? Um, I'm gonna give it an eight. I you know for for all the the stuff we talked about that I was wrong with it, it was still. Like you said, it wasn't unreadable. Like I'm curious to see where it goes. So and it was quite surprising. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna seven point five. I will give it a seven just because I do think it goes a bit too far. But I, I did think it was was fairly well written outside of like some of the you know the, the beauty pageant sort of section. Um, yeah. and the art is pretty good. I I think Milo does a really good laughing granny goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I just uh, just a question on something that's not specifically in the issue, but related to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, often, a lot of these minis don't get variant covers, and I didn't get one with this. Mm. Yeah. However, I'm looking in the credits, and Francesco Martina is credited as the variant cover. I'm wondering, did that get pulled, given the, the controversy with him over the last couple Very of weeks? Possibly. Uh, I, I didn't hear any announcement of it, and I Googled it just to see, oh, was it already? It's up online. I'm looking at it. Um, mm. if, it's, if it's, it's not, not in the not book, him. it's not in the book. Mm. No, 
I didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah, because the menus don't necessarily always have. They often. No, don't. obviously, Mister Miracle did in that. Uh, yeah. You know, they had Gerards do all the variants. Yeah, but most menus don't, and even uh, the, the the New Age of Heroes books don't have many uh, variants. I don't think. Oh no. Uh, annuals don't usually get them either. Yeah. Um. But there you go. So that'll actually take us on to the, the best stuff of the week. Uh, this is where we pick our favourite panel slash moment, best art, best cover, and top five books of the week. Um, I read six, so only one's not making it. We'll see which one it is. <laughs> so, yeah, Matt, what is your, what's your panel slash moment of the week? Oh, this one's tough because nothing's coming to mind at the top. Um, hmm. Um, well, I'll go from Justice League. I'll go from the Lex had the decision to make, mm-hmm. and he went he went back to the Legion of Doom headquarters instead of the the Justice. You know what was it called? I can't want to call it Watchtower. It's not anymore. Hall um, of Justice. Hall of Justice. Justice. Thank you. Jeez. Yeah, that'll that'll be mine. All right, Connor. Uh, so mine's from the Green Lantern. It is the moment where the AI son finally appears he pops in and he's like oh yo lantern you know whatever his name is reporting for duty well where's the problem officers it's like yeah shield your eyes guys oh cracks me up i like that dude of course all right um i am probably going to go I feel like it's definitely something from Young Justice. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just looking. Well, I, I wanted to go from Young Justice, but I didn't feel like there was any like standout moment, specific yeah, moment, popping yeah. moments because it yeah. was just, it was long moments. Yeah, yeah, know? no, that's that's kind of true. I, I, I get that. That happens in even some great books. Like yeah, that we've uh, we've said a lot of the time uh, on this yeah. show that sometimes a book can be too consistent to have a moment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know what I want then. This I mean, is... it was pretty cool to see her throw Despero on on the stairs, you know, with her lasso, and he's all cocked out except his third eye is wide open. That was pretty cool. There would maybe be moments from Batman, but the art just kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't give that a moment. To, to, it takes it away. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. Um. You know what? I'll go with Super Sons. I'll go with Adventures of Super Sons. I'll go yeah. with uh, John breaking out at the end, uh, and even more specifically, the actual build up to it. Uh, it's this. It's, it's the page before the last panel when Damien looks over to where he's coming from and says, uh, "You know, you know, finally, you know, it, you know, it's more endearing for Damien than normal. He's not like, oh, finally, dickhead. It's not like that. He's actually happy to see him. Um, so, so Damien being excited to to find John." As a, as a moment, and then you turn the page, and it's the full page spread of John standing there, and he's he's all his shredded glory. So, uh, yeah, but on to best cover of the week, then, Matt. Okay, let me. I was not ready for this. <laughs> Do you want me to jump in? Because I think it's easy. Yeah, it's the ahead. Batman variant, the the Murphy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it's looking at the it sideways now. one. Yeah, but it's yeah. fantastic, and nothing's mm-hmm. topping that. You know what? I um, I'm gonna say the Young Justice variant because I like that they all have their hands in, ready to go, go team. I haven't actually seen that one. Let me go have a look. Yeah, I will. I'm trying to see who it's by. I'll give you the Murphy one uh, for. Yeah, for Murphy Batman, one's dope. But I will I'm not, I will I'm not say sure that the Young Justice one. I'll be honest. I like the idea, but I don't know the image itself didn't. Well, it's Sanford Green, and he's got a very cartoony style. He did um, the the Power Man and Iron Fist, 
uh, series that I was enjoying until Civil War 2. Right. Take it from me. I, I, I um, will give you Batman. I'm going to pick that variant as well. However, I don't want to voice my displeasure of it being uh, sideways. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't mind it for a cover. For a variant. Especially these, these uh, you know, the, the the ones without any other banners and stuff that are clearly meant for display purposes. That's uh, what they're doing them with. It's like, hmm. yeah, yeah, all right, frame it. Yeah, I just don't know. I'm just... I'm, Voicing it. I I hate it in books. I hate when I get to a double page spread and it's like, no, no, you have to flip your book to read this. I'm like, piss off. Did you see the Wait. Deathstroke variant? No, I'm yeah. gonna have a look now though. It's Who was it? Very psychedelic. It's Dave Johnson, I think. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I do like that. It's very like so. That it's it's... so uh, so hippie. Yeah, very Saint Kevitz like. <laughs> When he was doing Nick Fury, and he would do all the yeah. paneling, you know, it's very much like that. It's yeah. so 60s. All right, Matt, what's your best art of the week? Uh, it's the one-two punch from Young Justice of mm-hmm. Lupacino and Gleason. They they handled it very well. I like, you know, Lupacino on Wonder Woman characters is always a win for me. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll just jump out. It's this Young Justice as well. That's very good yeah. in that book. Uh, Connor, are we paying? Yeah, this is obviously a uh, Batman in it. No, <laughs> it's, uh, he's it, finally it's, broken. We, yeah. we may as well just call this the Gillum March Award because that's you know that's, yeah. name this after him. Who else would be so deserving? Uh, no, it's uh, it's sharp on Green Man. It's fantastic stuff. All right, top five books of the week, Matt. Go. All right, so number one is Young Justice. Number two is Justice League. Number three is let me pull these up in front of me. Um. I guess Super Sun's a higher score. I can't remember. Uh, oh, this sucks when I don't have my books in front of me. Um, let me, let me, give, give me. I'm loading it up on on the the previews. Oh my god! I had I had next week's ready to go to correct Pete. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I went back just to just to look at the covers and I'm like, yeah. oh, pull it again. Come on, hurry up, you stupid computer. I tell you what's not on my list is Batman. So, uh, we'll, so that, that's the one you've cut out of your six. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, yeah. Well, we'll go, we'll go Young Justice, Justice League, and the rest of them aren't loading right now. There it goes. This is, this is I'm sure, great. Um, it is. Uh, oh, my uh, God. We'll go, we'll go <laughs> um, Super Sons. Female Furies and I guess Green Arrow. Yeah, Green Arrow. Five. Oh, got there in the end. Sorry oh, no. guys. Oh, yawning. Fall I just want to say, yeah, from that. Pete, next well, week, Wonder Woman has a sideways variant. Excellent. Kyle, what's the top five? I have to go to next week. Yeah, uh, my top my top books are Justice League, Green Lantern. Female Furies, and Green Arrow. All right, my top books. Number one is Young Justice. Number two is Justice League. Number three is Super Sons. Number four is Female Furies. Number five is Green Arrow. And Batman with the Gala March art can, <laughs> can, can yeah. lie off that list. So much. I'm taking it um, 
Uh, Frisians not doing the Wonder Woman variants. No, it, no, let's no. just moved off. Uh, well, but hold it's, on. It's our gem doing the doing the variant. Before before we start talking about what's coming next week, I did ask people on Twitter at, D, at DC Comics Podcast. Um, which me, me and Matt are just going off about covers. That's all. You can follow us on there at DC Comics Podcast on the Twitters, and every week I will put out a tweet asking you guys what your favorite DC book of the week is and why, and we'll read a few out. Uh, basically, it was Young, not Young Justice. Sorry, it was Justice League and Green Lantern getting most of the praise this week. I'll read a few of these here. Um, at that Scott travels. Um, I really was surprised at how much I liked Justice League. I'm not a big fan of Martian Manhunter, but when he was giving the history with Lex, I was really enjoying it. I have been continuously happy with uh, Justice League since No Justice. Looking forward to more. And then we had um, at Real Big Cohen. Got to go with Justice League. Perhaps I haven't read those comics, but I like the idea of exploring a younger Lex. I also wasn't familiar with Chung before he came to Justice League. I think his art is epic. So, uh, just to give a sort of alternate opinion here from someone else about Green Lantern. At Clark Doom, Green Lantern, it took a couple of rereads, but when it all clicked, it was glorious. I think Morrison's secret sauce is in his dialogue. Every character has a pronounced personality that's engaging and interesting. His transitions are what I think make his book require multiple reads. I mean... That is hilarious. Yeah, I I mean, for me... (laughs) That's that's kind of why I don't like this book, but that much. But for all, you know, each their own. Each their own. I I understand the Morrison love. I just it's not for me. Um, it depends on the when book. He does write a story that could, that resonates with me, though. Yeah. It tends to be one of my favorite things. So depends on the book. He's, he's got a couple of things that I love, love, love. But there's a lot of his stuff that I don't like that much. So. Um, but there you go. So yeah, so follow us at DC Comics Podcast, and uh, next week you can uh, tell us what you think, and we will we may say it on the show. Uh, but yeah, so what's left to do but tell you what's coming next week on the show? Um, big week next week. Yeah, we have Detective. One of those. Yes, we have Detective Comics nine nine eight, Superman issue eight, Wonder Woman sixty four, The Flash sixty four, which is the second part of the uh, the crossover that we just started this week, and not Gillen March. We have Justice League number oh. sorry, Justice League Dark number eight. That was Connor's fault because he interrupted. Uh, Supergirl twenty seven, Catwoman issue eight, Titans thirty four, Hawkman nine, the final issue of Sideways, which is issue thirteen, Wonder Twins issue one. No Sideways. No, no, no Sideways. No I got pushed. No Catwoman no. either. Jeez. Okay, maybe it's not. Let yeah. It's, it's, it's suddenly manageable. Maybe it's not as big. I, know, a week I mean, I still, have, I still have a lot. Yeah, we also have the Batman Who Laughs number three um, as well. And the one thing that's coming out that we're not covering is Red Hood Outlaw number 31, although Connor will get there eventually. Did, did you say Wonder Twins? I did, yes. Because I'm going to read the shit out of that. I'm, I'm, no doubts, Matt, no doubts. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. Form of Ice Dragon. <laughs> Yeah. Still a lot of books, though. That's still, what, two, four, six, eight. That's still ten books. Still, still a hefty week. Hefty week, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Also, I, I'm already going to give you a spoiler probably for my cover next week because Lou Pacino's doing the variant for Supergirl. So. Uh, I mean, it's good. It's real good. Uh-huh. It's up there. Well, you know, uh, good covers, good covers. Uh, so that's what's coming next week. Uh, we just mentioned the Patreon picks. It's probably worth mentioning, actually, that there'll be a change. Obviously, I finished Talking Dove issue 8, uh, which one of our patrons has been making me read. And that's that, 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 that same patron... What? Just before you get to this, I was just glancing at the covers. 
And you know how there have been some really top-tier artists on the variant? Yeah. Matt, would you do me a, do me a favor? You still got the page up? Hmm? Yeah. What? Read out the name of who's doing the Superman variant. Who, who, who you've got stuck with on Superman variant. You know, your, your top-tier character. I'm pulling it up. I'm going to look this, at it. And then was this really... Uh, was this, was oh, this, was, oh, this yeah. was worth interrupting. No, it's not. You could have waited till I was oh, done with the segment. Oh, bitch. You could have waited this till I was relevant. done with the segment. No, no, this is relevant based on on things you've were you you you've been discussing uh, because of Patreon. You could still wait till I was done. I was in the middle of explaining it and now it's awkwardly cut off in the middle. Like, I've, 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 I'm mid... Just, I am mid... explaining what it is. It's yeah. mid-flow. Well, guys, Matt? it's not my fault. It's terrible. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's. <laughs> no, I'm tempted to just cut that out of spite. So, no. Uh, so, Patreon picks uh, on patreoncom TV, We can go and support us for as little as a dollar per month, should you wish. But there's some higher tiers in which some patrons make me and Connor read things, um, and they're quite cruel. But one of the things that I was being made to read uh, from one of our patrons was Hawk and Dove from New Fifty Two. But that ended. I, I, that was only eight issues. Uh, I, I read issue eight last month, so this month obviously I had to start something new. So unfortunately, it has been chosen that I will be reading Rick Grayson Nightwing. <laughs> but Matt, do you know what the really funny part is? What? This same patron also makes Connor read Brimstone. However, there's been a change of plans because Connor will also be reading Rick Grayson Nightwing. I don't know if this is better or worse than Brimstone. <laughs> So, <sighs> I'm upset by this. Uh, it's also worth mentioning, I mean, it doesn't have to be for this show, it can also be for Elsewhere on the Multiverse, which is our other comic book podcast that me and Connor do about other books we read from Marvel and Image and Dark Horse and so on and so on. Um, and we should actually be starting a new uh, a new Patreon pick uh, issue each on next month uh, in March uh, on that show. Um, I'm not happy about it. Pete got a reasonable pick. Who's, who's the, the patron that does this? Which one? The, the the makes you read Rick Grayson now. Uh, that's Tyler. Uh, Tyler, you're my favorite person. Yeah. Just want to let you know. Thank uh-huh. you for that. Mhm. So yes, so so we'll we'll be reading some uh, Patreon picks on the other one as well, uh, starting next month. Yeah, but... on that one, just just to, just to give you an idea, of maybe maybe why you should Pete got something good. Yeah, reasonable. Yeah, things that people want to read. Mm-hmm. I got more Lobdell. <laughs> what do you have to read? Connor? You find out the next month. Yeah, uh, find out next month. We'll spoil it just now. But, uh, so that's, they're, Marvel, they're both Marvel yes, books though, no. so that's on the other show, um, on Elsewhere on the Multiverse. So you can check Generation out our podcast X? as well. Sorry? Nothing. I'm just going to throw guesses out there. That Lobdell wrote Marvel. Be, yeah. Right. Uh, so, so you can check out Spill on the Multiverse, uh, which is the other show. It's got obviously its own podcast feed. It's on YouTube with everything else. Uh, we also do television from the Multiverse, which is a DC TV show. As me and Connor do that as well. We talk about the Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, Black Lightning, all that stuff, um, and we do that every week. So you can check out that too. Um, yeah, pro- probably worth mentioning. Uh, it'll be around this time next week. Um, maybe, maybe it'll be just before or just after this. Uh, Doom Patrol. Uh, is launching uh, the TV show, and we'll be doing a separate review for that first uh, on the YouTube. Yes, well, it's the same review that'll be in the podcast. It's just going to be up earlier. On yeah, YouTube yeah, but as I'm, I'm letting them know thing. that it'll be there because otherwise, it's another full week for for the full for the full podcast. Yeah, but um, so you can get that, and uh, that's most of the things I need to plug. Uh, obviously, Mister Patreon, uh, the the monthly episode for patrons that you get the five dollar tier. Um, January's is a little bit behind because 
Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol first volume is 16 damn issues and it's taking a bit longer than anticipated but it's coming this before the next episode of this it's, it'll be within the next it week is. it is coming yes um, so that's good Which, there is a vote up for the next one there is there's a vote up for the next one uh, because we're doing a Shazam book in March uh, where you're doing four Batman books in the vote this month you've got until the day before the next episode of this podcast you've got until Friday uh, to vote on that patron so you can go and vote on that for the next monthly uh, for, for, for February's uh, Doom Patrol's coming the, 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 the nice thing about Doom Patrol taking a bit longer though is that it's actually going to be going up a few days before the show which is actually really nice timing it is so I mean you know happy accidents and all that but um, you can you can look forward to that so so stuff's coming stuff's coming uh, but um, um, can, can I just point something out real quick okay, that Connor on. brought up about about the, the variant artists Yes. Because Detective Comic next week gets a beautiful Gary Frank variant, and Ooh. Superman gets a goddamn Rob Liefeld that looks like it's done on a sketch. Look, like look for at somebody look at the lower leg. Look at his lower legs, Matt. No, don't. <laughs> it's like Medusa. Don't. Anyway, um, that is the level of, of of how how DC treats Batman versus how DC treats Superman. This is like this is like flipping. Oh man! To be fair, Superman has there. some good variants recently. It's not like it's been all crap for a while. Yeah, uh, but you don't drop a Gary Frank variant for Batman the same week you do a Rob Liefeld Superman. That's just disrespectful. I, I'm fairly convinced they don't, you know, coordinate this between the books. Someone should. I'm pretty sure they don't. I don't think uh, they actually think. Oh well, we got a variant from that that artist on this this week, so we make sure the same week has this artist. I don't think they do that. I feel like that's that's more planning than I think anyone's willing to actually do. I mean, to be fair, they tell us who's doing the variant in the solicits like months before, so they do. They yeah. plan to some degree. Well, no, they, they plan, but they don't. They don't plan for them to like match up with other books. I don't think. Yeah, they should be. What, what, what benefit would even come from it? What would the purpose be? You get better covers. You don't have a Liefeld cover. Why does that eliminate that, though? It doesn't. It just yeah. means it just means that you're having all bad variants one week and all good variants the next week. No, you just keep pushing that Liefeld one because you, you can't put it with this, you can't put it with that, and then you suddenly oh, go... Well, this has nothing to do with plan. This, this is just you wanting Liefeld not to get cover work. That's all this is. That's all you're wanting. Yeah, that would help, too. Oh my god. Please just, just, oh, it's like a. Oh. I don't even know. Oh. I'm going to say something offensive. I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. This is Because of the Multiverse, episode 141, I think. And um, the other thing I've not plugged as of yet is the merchandise. You can buy merchandise. There's links in the description below to both the US and the UK stores. You can get yourself a nice Comics from the Multiverse hoodie or hat or t shirt or whatever. There is a, a brand new. Comics from the Multiverse design. There is actually there was a new T-shirt this week. Uh, one of our patrons, uh, David, actually designed oh. a new shirt um, based on the thing I say at the end of the show, which you'll be hearing in a, a minute. But uh, uh, you can go check out that new design on on the store. Um, it's pretty cool. So yeah, you can go go, go buy some merch if you like. Um, so that supports us, of course. Patreon supports us. Patreon is the main way you can support us. But you can also support us in other ways by liking, subscribing, uh, rating us on on podcast apps, that kind of thing. Um, but otherwise, uh, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics and never get lost in the Speed Force.